0: So what are you doing, movie archives? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is UHF. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry press play, press pause after the Orion company uh, goes bankrupt and fades to black. And the first frame you perceive of all black, press pause, and in a second I'll say 3, 2, 1, I already killed Chris. 3, 2, 1, unpause, at which point I'll press play, you'll press play, and watch the movie together in perfect sync, it'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, this week with three friends in your head. Actually, with one friend in your head and two guys you're meeting basically for the first time. It's the internet's Chris Hanel. Hello, everybody! How are you? And it's Filmmaking's Chad Peter. No homo. No homo. (laughs) Anyway, UHF is we're like breaking all the rules. This is like a non down in front where it's like we're doing a comedy and ha- you have to meet these guys to do the comedy with us. Sure. The um, the reasoning behind doing UHF is simply that it 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 must be acknowledged. If you don't know about UHF, you must see it, and if you do know about UHF, you desperately want to hear you know two hours of people talking about it. I grew up with this movie. I grew up as a massive Weird Al fan, and I, to this day, follow him on Twitter, and I just think he's the greatest. And this movie is its actually pretty bad, but I like it a lot. Um, it's, it's got enough obscure things to quote that you can have a camaraderie with other people that know about it, uh, but not so many that it's you know, well-known. It's not like Airplane or something like that. It, it came out in a big summer. It, re- it released against RoboCop two and like Last Crusade and a bunch of movies and just got swamped and disappeared and was never heard from again. Uh, but it came out on DVD in two thousand and two because the fans of this movie were insane. <laughs> and um, it was a Tunisian revolt. And I'm 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 weirded out by UHF almost constantly because it's a weird, almost icky movie. But I fucking love it. I can't I can't not love it. Anyway, the internet's Chris Hanel. You know I actually disagree with you. I think that this is a great movie.
1: I I think that this is one of Weird Al's finest creative efforts. I think that it's also at a moment where he was at his musical peak. I think the soundtrack of this movie is some of the best music he's ever done. Listen to Mark Mothersbaugh, like, get drunk and bitch about the fact that he did his music better than Mark Mothersbaugh ever did (laughs) with some of the tracks on this. That happened? Yeah. It's on the behind the music. He talks about how he really doesn't like him for doing the fun zone. Because it it was basically... Mark
0: Mothersbaugh was the lead guy from Devo. Yeah. Those who were playing the home game. He also wrote the Rugrats theme.
1: Yes, he did. And won an Emmy for that, didn't he?
0: I would not be surprised. Yeah.
1: So anyways, Weird Al Yankovic... It's probably
0: the best calliope music theme from the cartoons of the 90s that I'm aware of.
1: Yeah, sure. So anyways, (laughs) to get esoteric for just like two seconds here, basically Weird Al Yankovic does satire of suburban life and like what we kind of fetishize in terms of, you know, well, food and TV... Consumerist consumerism, and UHF is basically the finest expression of that that you can find. And I think it's really underrated, and I like it a lot.
0: Interesting. And obviously, you're a Weird Al fan.
1: Yeah, I'm a total Weird Al fan. I've seen him live. I got to meet him once uh, in an, an autograph line, nothing big. but
0: I, I know your Weird Al story, and I'm going to dredge it out of you later. Okay, great. Uh, Chad Phillip, Peter. Yes. How do you feel about UHF?
2: Um, you know, technically, this movie is, is definitely not uh, that great. It's a little subpar. Yeah. And I feel like if I saw well, first this First time my, writer
0: and first time director.
2: Yeah. If I saw if I saw this in my adult life, I'd be like No. What the hell was that? Kind of like the first time I saw basketball. I kinda was like You didn't like
0: basketball from the outset?
2: <sighs> Not from the first first time I saw it, I was like, eh, whatever. I but love it's baseball. It's like with all comedy it kinda takes a while to grow on you and once you learn the lines and everything, it's kinda like you know <laughs> the timing of everything.
0: Of course we graduated, Cock. Beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh as time passes on, um, I mean, I saw this probably. I think 1992 is when I first saw this on
0: VHS. That would have been before it was on TV a lot, but after it had disappeared. Yeah. I don't know how you. Well, went. that was
2: back when movies didn't come out like immediately, like on VHS. You know, it like took them a little while.
0: Pinocchio was finished in the 40s, and it came out on DVD uh, for the first time. Right.
2: Exactly. In the 90s, like people hadn't seen it.
0: <laughs> do you, and, I mean, uh, do you like it? Is it a movie that you enjoy?
2: I love this movie. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites now, um, but it's certainly not without fault. What, and, uh, what,
0: if there's problems with it, can, if you, can problems you make a it. general summary of the problem? I get a little bored problem. towards
2: the end when it falls into its, like, structural, like, uh, it just becomes, like...
0: The necessities of finishing Yeah, it's a movie.
2: like, oh, we gotta, okay, we gotta raise the money, alright. Clearly <laughs> they're gonna raise the money, alright, cool. Bad guy's gonna
0: lose? Of course. Cool. Alright, three people in your head with a DVD. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. And we're in This movie actually reminds me of a Kevin Smith movie. Which one? Mallrats, in particular. That's interesting. Let me me explain to you why. Uh, It's because when you uh, look at a, we'll say, early Kevin Smith film after Clerks, but before, actually, no, just Mallrats, because this doesn't really apply to any of the other ones. Uh, It feels not like a sophomore film, but sophomoric in terms of its presentation, in terms of the writing of it, where it's... Things are consistently convenient and consistently happening because that's what has to happen next and it's the wacky thing that follows the next, na- you know. And you fill it with weird characters and they say funny things and there's your comedy.
1: Well, you know, he did co-write this with his agent. Yeah. <laughs> or, what? No, Jay Levy. J- oh, his uh, manager, his, Yeah, that, yeah agent slash manager. Who and, doesn't live that too far away from here. No, in fact. Yeah, and directed by him too, yeah.
0: We corresponded with Jay Levy to try to get Weird Al and Geeksa.
1: Yeah, that was that's true. He's that a, was right around the time when his parents died, and then we stopped ooh. trying. Yeah,
0: that was sad. Yeah. Weird Al's parents both died on the same night from uh, a carbon, carbon monoxide, monoxide. overdose. Yeah. That's they, a
1: horrible, horrible thing to happen We, to we almost took who's. flowers over there or something. Yeah, it was... But then we were like, ah, oh, that'd be mm-hmm. weird.
0: That, yeah, that probably would have been very weird. All right, starting off, should we just start naming the references that they're referring to as we go? I,
1: I feel like right here would be cheap. I do want to say, someone mentioned the chat room, Dr. Demento, and I have to give Dr. Demento a huge shout-out. Did you used to listen to Dr. Demento? Like, uh, constantly. Uh, one of my buddies at high school had a like a filing cabinet full of cassette tapes because he would religiously record every single one. And uh, he gave me that coll- collection to uh, go through. Trinidad Silva, rest in peace.
2: Raul. So this, this is... Oh, Clearly oh, can not you, can, an Indiana Jones can
1: reference. You oh, I thought it was unaccompanied minors. Yeah. Can you can you co- uh, correctly re- uh, pronounce the Asian guy's name that just showed up?
0: The oh, Getty Watanabe. Correct. Very good. I know that shit. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sort of a. I oh, guess. Vicky I Jackson. guess this is like oh, the, this is the prototypical example of a vehicle in terms of it's designed to feature a person and their talents. And you know the idea of putting together a movie where there's where basically the movie is a series of parodies. Yeah. Well, this I mean, it seems obvious in retrospect, but I wonder if that would have been a if it took them a while to come up with an idea like that.
1: I I think that this is basically this. uh, It's a remake of the old Danny Kaye movie, The Secret (coughs) Life of Walter Mitty, except if Walter (laughs) Mitty actually got to do everything that he was thinking about.
0: It's also not unlike Family Guy.
1: Well, well, by you, by everything as a convenient vehicle to allow you to do gags? Basically, yeah. I mean, it. it like I said... I think it's, it's better put together than that. Hey, hey. Easy, Tiger. There's actually excuses for some of this stuff.
0: Some of it. Not this. <laughs>
1: no, this is basically, you know... I,
0: I'm going to be, like, slapping this movie around, telling it I love it. It's going to be, like, domestic abuse. But it's kind of dumb. It's, it's not a great movie. I like Weird Al in it, mostly, but there's actually some pretty... Some shoddy line delivery on his part. Now, in his defense, and he points this out on the uh, UHF commentary, a lot of the acting takes place in the eyebrows, and that's covered in this movie. So maybe it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> not the hair. Not the hair. No, no the hair doesn't. Bad. The hair doesn't move the way the eyebrows move, sir. Though not the beard. Tom Stoppard. Uh, what was their budget on this movie? Because like it's, five million.
2: Yeah, like nothing.
0: Yeah. And yeah, okay. This is... <laughs> I'll take $5 million. I'll take well, $5 million too. There's a lot going on in this movie yeah, for $5 million. Dollars. I was going to say, I mean, for a movie is of all... this
2: scope. I mean, some of this looks like rear projection, but for the most part, it seems like they built this.
0: I uh, just recently had a giant Raiders of the Lost Ark party at my house. By the way, they couldn't use a real uh-huh. Oscar or anything that resembles a real Oscar, <laughs> so they made an Oscar that's covering his balls. Because <laughs> that doesn't resemble an Oscar at all. I, I want to ask Gridel what it's like to keep bumping up against the ceiling of awesomeness. Yeah. Um,. And I had to build a uh, Jovito fertility statue, and it's impossibly difficult.
1: I can imagine. Fun
0: fact. I ended up buying a piggy bank and painting it. <laughs> it. It was in the shape of the fertility statue. I didn't get a pig, but whatever. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Talking about the movie. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not watching the movie. So, the
2: idea <laughs> of... <laughs> wow, that was So, amazing. the idea of... We like... all, like, look to Chad, and he just sort of
0: sits there for a second. I...
2: I... The thing I do like about this movie and that it seems to be very original in the sense that I have I haven't seen another movie that's that's tried to make bring characters together like owning a TV station.
1: Hey everyone, let's put on Especially a
2: Especially on like su- such low-fi productions as, as Yeah, I Jeff. guess that's
0: true. I mean, it's basically like pirate radio or a podcast type thing where it's just these guys that are throwing shit together. That's sort of interesting, I guess.
2: But like on the sense of like can you imagine owning a, a TV show and a TV station and just trying to produce all this stuff? It'd be impossible. It'd be kind of like Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Except better.
2: <laughs> Did any?
1: Does
0: anyone remember Be Kind Rewind? I remember all the spinoffs and Swedes that came out as a result of that.
1: That's true. But yeah, just for a really talented staff, Jack Black and Most Staff, I think it was, Mm-hmm. and just nothing.
0: Nope. Well, Michelle Gondry is French.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Oh, another reference.
0: This? <laughs> to what? Exorcist? <laughs>
1: I don't know. The cranking noise doesn't seem to be that authentic.
2: Oh, what well. F- what do you think this foam ball was made out of?
1: Foam? I think it was inflated. <laughs> just, just a...
0: Tautologies are tautological.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. They actually went to Egypt. Anyway. The location budget on this must have been astronomical.
0: Yeah, they had a, they had a green screen.
1: Yeah, this opening does
0: go on for a little while. <clears throat> yeah, there's pacing problems in this movie. I mean, it's not, like I said, I'm not happy to be the guy that's saying this isn't a great movie because I grew up with it and I love it. But there's a lot of first filmmaker, first project right. kind of problems.
1: Well, I think what was the, the way that uh, Weird Al summed up uh, UHF? He says it's like Purple Rain, except it's intentionally funny.
0: Right. I guess that I never realized that he was making a slight about it. I thought he was being, you know, self-deprecating in a satirical way. But, yeah, no, it's meh. I like Weird Al a lot. I like watching him. I think he could actually – I always wanted to become a film director just so I could put, like, Weird Al in a movie as, like, a serious role. Like, when George Carlin was in Jersey Girl, stop laughing. (laughs) It was a great performance. Like, George Carlin played this somber adult Grandfather, who was dealing with, and he's just like, oh fucking yes! Why not put George Carlin in these roles? And I think that Weird Al could pull it off. But then I thought that, and then watched this again, and he's a little, he's a little over the top. This is the problem that I have whenever I am asked to be in someone else's video project: is that the way I talk always seems so weird and deliberate that it, if you put it on film, it looks like bad acting. But that's just me. I have the same problem Keanu Reeves has, only backwards.
2: <laughs> this is a uh, this something about this movie is. It's like after working on a bunch of film projects, you you can kind of sit down and watch a movie like this, and you realize that, I mean, a movie really is a collection of just a whole bunch of different shots, right? Right. And watching this, like from a cinematographer point of view, like there's not much going on in terms of lighting and like s- no. staging stuff. It's pretty basic. It's almost like, cartooning. It, it it's still blocking. got it's still better than Clerks right. in terms of cinematography. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. The setup per shot is really not much and. You know, if you're sitting there on the day and you're watching the dailies, you're probably like, wow, this shot looks like crap. But you throw it together in a movie in a sequence of shots and, and you know, it's not so bad.
0: Well, it's not jarring because you're used to the crap.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like what's going on as far as acting and – by the way, if Story
0: you don't wise. know what Eddie Doty looks like, <laughs> <laughs> shave David Bo, and that is Eddie Doty. <laughs> that is exactly Eddie Doty. With give that guy. I biceps. saw David Bow the other day. You did. I did. He was, was at
2: the Century City Mall. I was going to
0: comment on the
1: fact that David Bo basically is his career since this has just been either appearing in a commercial as a father figure <laughs> or uh, a well, like a one Still episode back. appearance on a sitcom. You know, just like he just does these
2: little bit roles and he's still
0: in the industry. I haven't seen him since. Do you, do you know like, him only from UHF? Yeah. And you recognize him at the mall?
2: I, I know I've seen him in something else. And I saw him at the mall and I was like, oh, shit, dude,
0: I'll I bet wanted you, to go talk to him. I'll bet you he doesn't get it very often. He just
2: looks so happy. I didn't want to depress him.
0: No, no, no. You should have watched. You should have totally been like <laughs> David Bo, man. I've made With a UHF. I, I have a rule never to approach a celebrity. And you see a lot of celebrities in Hollywood. Yeah. Never approach a celebrity. Unless they if, haven't worked in twenty years. Unless they haven't worked in twenty years. <laughs> or if they're if you know that you're the only person that they're gonna see that month that yeah. will recognize them. <laughs> My favorite one, and this is uh the most the best reaction I ever got out of an actor for approaching them and saying, weren't you the guy in this? when it was the smallest role yeah. the longest time ago with the best reaction from the guy. Is in Independence Day. There's the when they're in Egypt or Cairo, and it's the British soldiers there. And the yeah. guy runs up and he says, "It's from the Americans. They want to launch a counteroffensive. Pan over and oh. then his guys. It's about bloody time. What do they plan to do? Oh, that it's, guy. It's the guy that How looks the like. Fuck uh, did you recognize? It's the that guy, guy that looks like
1: Blair. Yes, yes.
0: The so what? And he's just like, "It's about bloody time. What do they plan to do? You're like probably the guy. And only I walked person up on and the planet, I said, planet besides the director that's that right. Would and him. I walked up and I said, "Look, buddy, I I'm about to get my double double. You're about to get your double double. We're gonna go our separate ways. I just want you to know." It is about bloody time, and I know what they plan to do. <laughs> he was like, oh my god, you're the only one to ever know! <laughs> I was like, yay!
1: I made that guy's day. Uh, when I used to awesome. When I used to work up at Swork and Eagle Rock, we had a nice collection of those people. <laughs> we had uh, Nisato, the guy from Roswell. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, we had him come in. He always does bit roles on TV. And then we had Mike McShane from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Michael McShane, the fat guy. Yeah, he's, he's not, not fat he's anymore. He's an office face, too. He, yeah, he's not, he's not fat deeper anymore. Deeper and deeper.
0: Way down.
1: Don't eat it, Weird Al. It'll make you like a tea party or something. Michael
0: McShane was one of my favorites. He was also the, uh, I remember this role, he was the scientist in Richie Rich. Oh. There you go. Can we talk
2: about Victoria Jackson for a second? Oh, wait,
0: wait, wait. Let's talk about Close Encounters for a second. Okay. Okay. We can can wait. All right. I'm done. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria Jackson. It's funny. After this movie, she went off and got sane. Whoa. No, I, I was making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first she. Dated, I haven't catch what's happened to her. I haven't well, first, really
1: first she dated Werdal Yankovic for a short time, I think. Really? Yeah. Yummy. And then, uh, yeah, she's she's a full-on crazy, like, like, like. Repu- they're saying Republicans, and my family's oh, all right. conservative and everything, so but like she's just like off the deep end, like you know. Show me the birth certificate and all that stuff. Oh man. Yeah, she speaks at a lot of like conservative movement stuff.
0: One of my friends, one of my best friends out here, uh, is a girl. Whose mom dated Weird Al for a couple of years around what? the time she was born, and I was like, "You have, it's a thing. I have to check. Do you have DNA that I can borrow? Like, <laughs> can I borrow your finger for a second? I don't know how I'm gonna double check this Just shit. Just check her hair. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome if da- if Weird Al was your like baby daddy? <laughs> Maybe. Well, nobody. Was it, was right. it? No, no, she knows her dad, oh. but. Damn it! Sure, she does. She doesn't know her dad. Anyway, like all these things are just like the. It's just the kind of shit you put in your movie because you've been you've been watching movies. It's not. It doesn't feel like a cohesive series of, of references of like we're gonna have the you know the guys that play poker and the, we're gonna have the bookie and he's got the twist on hand and so on. It feels more like when it, when you're in high school and you write a movie, you think this is how the world operates and this right. is the movie that you write, which is fine and. I know for a fact that Weird Al is insanely intelligent and knows his shit about pop culture. Uh, If you don't believe me, just look at the uh, history of Weird Al. But it seems a little oblique. It seems a little obvious almost all the time.
2: I'd almost use that argument to say that that's why this movie is so good as it is because it's like you watch it and it's like as bad as everything has been produced and as as tacky as some of the roles and the the dialogue is, it's like – the fact that it actually comes together and makes something that's a little tell, magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It well, tells the story. I,
1: I think it also has to do with the fact that it keeps it simple. It gets right to the point, and it is it, it's a it is a delivery vehicle for the brand of comedy that they're trying to do, and they don't try and overcomplicate it. It's like the characters are understandable. You get what's going on right away. You get these characters. We're set up. Okay, so we're now we're what? At what? Page 10 in the script? Right when you're supposed to know exactly what's going on? UHF station, crazy guy, put it together. Okay, I get what the rest of the movie's about right now. Right. So and I wonder if that dog, dog still has
0: punch on its nuts. Hopefully, <laughs> 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 every
2: orifice in its body.
0: My whole life. I love praise. the little interstitial music he puts together, though, because it's like just that kind of stuff. Um, and did Bobby uh,
2: McFerrin suddenly
0: walk into the fact this that we can't even
2: hear that, and we all know what the music
0: is. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. The other one I love is "Let Me Be
3: Your Hog," dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fun fact thank you imdb yeah. The uh, original track for that scene they couldn't get the rights to was kung fu fighting nice Aww. i think it's funny that the temp track was kung fu fighting and that was the result <laughs> that was the result i think well played. i actually
2: like the result more i do too
1: Well, it's not even a full song like even it's on the a, soundtrack it's like it cuts a 15 out second thing yeah. yeah
2: oh really yep 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 so they shot this all on oklahoma Why is the City? Door handle
0: in the center of the door because it's weird. Just how old people roll
2: <laughs> old people <laughs> who you call old people okay I want to know where they found this guy to be honest uh I think he's like a famous comedy actor
0: yeah i don't re- i don't recall he's been in a was he on stuff. the street for a good 45 years before he became a comedy actor there's a whole department on a film set for making people look different makeup <laughs> makeup chad I don't think you can maybe make one day up you'll guy. make a movie with other than 25 year old white boys and you'll have to use some makeup until then you just keep casting pretty actresses
1: okay let's look at the guy that almost was joel Hodgson
0: <sighs> yeah Joel Hodgson was uh, originally going to play Philo yeah, and, and they it, ended up getting the guy from like General Hospital or Days of Our Lives or something.
1: And it totally made sense for this guy to be Joel Hodgson. Not I, to sound I, dumb, but who's Joel Hodgson? For
0: Joel from Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It was and, the, the, the guy that's not Mike. Yeah, the original msd 3 k guy. And right now, Flame War will interrupt everything in the chat room about which one was better, Mike or Joel,
2: because that's what we all do with <laughs> our lives.
0: I take a Joel over a Mike on most days. Actually, you <laughs> cow! Wow,
2: I don't know. Did this guy ever act in anything else?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on, like like I said, he was on a soap for 20 years or something. I don't know what it was.
3: They, Seriously? Yeah.
0: Crispin Glover came in and read the script and said, I want to play, uh, and and they're like, you want to play Philo? And he was like, no, I want to play Crazy Ernie. <laughs> and they, I guess they looked at him and he was like, no, you're not going to play Crazy. If you're going to be in this, you're going to play a Weird sign because you're Crispin Glover. And have you seen your face? And no, you're not going to be. I'm kind of glad gonna,
2: they didn't cast him because I, lo- I
0: love this guy. Yeah. Well, they. He wanted to play Crazy Ernie and not The Scientist.
1: Interocitor! Yeah, the Silent Earth reference.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse is a mad reference, isn't it? Yeah. Visual They're... effects. Yeah. We so what, did they them. what did they do there? Uh, they <laughs> shined a light on the film <laughs> about 75 <laughs> f- frames. Double exposed. And... Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to ask Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hmm. This uh, here. This music is great. I love this music so much. Weird Al, it occurred to me later in my life that he is a much better singer than he needs to be. Yeah. He can actually... He can sing. Uh, and he doesn't let that show very often. And oftentimes... Um... Actually, I'm going to just stop that tangent and move on to another one. And this is basically <laughs> the commentary where we talk about Weird Al. It's not about UHF. You know, you know what's going on, guys. Right. The, um, this occurred to me. Someone, <laughs> I think it was Adam Bertacci, asked me at one point, or maybe it was you, Chris. Someone said, if you had an album of nothing but the original songs on a Weird Al album, you know those songs like yeah. Hardware Store and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, trigger, right. trigger Happy? If you had an album full of that, where do they go in the record store? And the best answer I've ever heard, I don't remember who said it, is wherever They Might Be Giants is. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to that's say. Probably it's about right, right
2: next to They Might Be Giants. Did you guys ever but see where it do you put that? They Might Be Giants? I don't know where they They've pop, always been popular under an alternative. Be, yeah,
1: popular alternative, depending on what store you're in. I
2: think the record's... Record stores got rid of Alternative after the 90s.
1: Yeah, because Alternative doesn't make sense as a genre anymore.
0: The record store doesn't have enough, and iTunes has way too many. Like, the Birthday Massacre on iTunes is Darkwave Electro-Gothic synth-pop. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, so how many other bands are in that category, guys? So, he wanted to play this guy. Yeah. He wanted to be Crazy Ernie. And, <laughs> and how come they didn't cast him as Crazy well, be, Ernie? Well, they wanted to get, you know, the stereotypical... Like, Crazy Ernie here is perfect typecasting, yeah. and he does it beautifully. Oh, I'm going to club a seal for a better deal! And I love the sounds the seal makes. Uh, yeah! <laughs> I'm sure that's what seals do, but he's just, like, nodding, like, yeah! He's going to beat the fuck out of me! <laughs> um, But, yeah, I could actually see Crispin Glover in that role, oddly enough. But he Dude, would I have a, it He would it be, be much more, good. Well, he wouldn't be as type... But I think he would be much more creepy and sinister. Imagine George McFly doing that shit.
2: Oh, Fran Drescher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> here's here, okay. Here's the
2: here's the question: Is Fran Drescher hot? Yes. Um. Wait. 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 Can
1: can is it like no ball if, gags, Chris?
2: <laughs> if
1: when she's doing her nanny voice, like, are, are you talking about the, the, no. the? Are you talking about the personification that she projects out, or what she's really like?
0: What she really? How much liked. time have you spent with Fran Drescher?
3: <laughs> yeah, when she's on talk
2: shows and stuff. <laughs> I, I I don't. What's she been up to since her the nanny went off the air? I have no idea. I think it's. I think she's a cougar. I kind of want to put her in a movie now. Yeah, I know. With now. let's find her and her and Victoria oh, Jackson.
0: God, this fight. guy. Oh,
1: Love this rest guy. Kevin peace. McCarthy. Rest in peace. Yeah. He just died this past year. Really, that's so sad.
0: And another IMDb trivia. And I don't know where these trivia things come from. Maybe people just make them up. But apparently, he was having so much fun with this movie. He um after he'd be really mean to take you they would say cut and he'd just burst into laughter and give everyone a hug just so that they didn't feel he was an asshole. But between this and Innerspace, Space he rules my eighties experience. Yeah, I,
1: how how does he not?
0: Was the chicken er, er, uh, in interspace Space the girl from the B 52s I always thought that was the case, wow. but I don't know. Uh, chat room, chat room. Yeah, I've mind. To- I don't think that's the case, but it'd be funny. No, it was. I I could tell you it was not. Here's a question: Can you ever look at? Uh, can you watch Mel Gibson or Michael Richards now? <laughs> do you have any do you have trouble doing that?
1: i I don't have a problem with it,
0: no, you know it's because it, fuck the Jews, right? <laughs> no, because
1: you just it's a performance. it's you know you can appreciate. I'm sure there are a lot of assholes. like yes, and yeah, yeah Michael was... Richards and well, Mel Gibson yeah. are racist and you know anti
2: Semites or whatever you want to call them. But I wish he would have just retired after this to be honest. I he' as he... great as Seinfeld is.
0: I think that I, I, I like Stanley... more for this. I like than... Stanley more than Cosmo. It's or yeah, Kramer, Kramer, whatever.
1: <laughs> I was never a Seinfeld guy. Never really watched it. Frasier, uh, yes, did first, watch
0: Frasier. First World Problems much? Yeah, exactly.
2: Now did uh, did Michael Richards do anything before UHF? Very little. What
0: was he known for? High school, I think. <laughs> he did high
2: school. High school girls.
0: How old is he here? He looks like he's in his mid thirties here, but he can't be that. Uh, old. I would put it him looks... in late twenties. It... Actually, yeah, he just pockmarked, but late twenties. Yeah. yeah, he could have played Freddie Mercury at this point.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
0: For he's a long time, I didn't know guy. he he's was wearing... He's got that look. Yeah, for a long time, I didn't know he was wearing fake teeth, by the way. He... Those are fake teeth. His teeth are not that big, but I always <laughs> he... he
2: seems... It fits his face so properly. I thought his face just grew into his teeth. Yeah, like a dog. <laughs> like, no. just over time. I never like, even... It never even occurred to me to that that's way. a dental appliance.
0: Yeah, it is. Your mom's a dental appliance. Uh,
2: yeah, well... So, God, back he... on to Kevin McCarthy.
0: He's such a fucking shithead in this movie. God, he's... he even looks mean...
2: It seems like he only did a few films after this. Um, he was in a bunch of shit before. No, he's, though. yeah, he's little a tiny things here and there.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. My favorite gag in this movie, by the way, comes with the mustache guy later, where he comes in. Oh, take, take that it. ridiculous <laughs> thing off! And he, he's wearing a fucking cowboy hat. And, take that ridiculous <laughs> thing off! And he kind of looks sad, <laughs> and he just goes, mm, and he grabs his mustache and rips it off and walks out the door. And then you get the best ever, what, kind of take from... Whatever.
2: So on the commentary track, they, he's they talking
0: talk. about how they botched the shot.
2: Well, how did they
1: botch well, the shot?
0: Well, we're like kind of going into it where he's like, all right. Now, the gag is when he says, hey, RJ, the scene stops. Right. So everyone stops and the camera keeps going. And in the commentary, he's like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> so the camera keeps floating. It's like, well, you missed the gag there. <laughs> Union camera up. Uh, anyway, on the commentary track.
2: On the commentary track, they talked about how they uh, filmed in Oklahoma City. It's and, a good city. Uh, and, uh, just, he, he lists off the addresses
3: of everything. Can you imagine,
2: everything? though, being a, being in that, like, growing up in a small city myself, I remember any time a movie had anything to do with, like, remotely anywhere near Chad your town. Chad grew up in South
0: Park, by the way. Yeah.
2: Um, but but first He's I was jaded. in Fresno. And when Great Outdoors filmed near Fresno, we were there. We went and watched. Um, but it's like for Oklahoma City, they said they just basically came out in droves to to, right. to help
0: them make this movie. Yeah. And I, this is such a. I'm sorry. One sec. It's a really compelling performance that Michael Richards gives. Like he is really committed to this, and he's he's kind so of heartbreaking committed. almost constantly. Like he he's is. he's really really committed to the mob who he is. You
1: ever seen Trial and Error? No. With uh, him and uh,
0: Dumber. Jeff Daniels.
1: Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Wait, <laughs> how do you know he's Dumber?
0: How do you know Jim Carrey is a Dumber? And who is Dumberer? Hey, God. Uh, that would be
1: the the sequel that they made.
0: Zarban in the chat room points out, this movie is shot like a TV show, and Zarban thusly wins.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to point, you were talking about Oklahoma City and everything. You know, I grew up in Cedar Rapids, and uh, they just had the movie Cedar Rapids come out. Great movie. Um, it didn't get shot in Cedar Rapids. Oh, what the fuck? They wrote the whole thing to do in Cedar Rapids, and then Governor Culver and the the film tax credit program that Iowa had got, it was there was a scandal about abuse, and the whole thing, they just completely overreacted and shut the whole program down. And so Cedar Rapids ended up going well. Not gonna shoot there anymore. They shot and in Michigan, right? They shot in Ann Arbor. They took a few helicopter shots of the town because Cedar Rapids actually is rather. It actually is rather distinct. It's mm-hmm. it's city hall's on an island. At, you know because of the floods and whatnot. But um, not it's because like, of the floods. It's but like Venice. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> it's the
0: Venice of America's. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the greatest gags, by the way. Is this it? No. Oh, nope. nope. <laughs> at least they had a giant like premiere at Cedar Rapids, though, right? No. Of course
1: not. Why would you do that and rub it in everyone's face Seriously. that you didn't actually film it there? Yeah, so they're... there wasn't a
0: premiere party? No. Could you see it in Cedar Rapids?
1: Uh, no, not on not on opening night. You can now. Okay.
0: So it finally drifted over? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, you should see this because it's about you. We'll give you a few weeks. It but took,
1: it took two months it. for The King's Speech to come out in Cedar Rapids. There's a lot cool. of movies that never come out in Iowa that you think would just because they're artsy or whatever and they think that midwestern simple folk
0: won't get it now i love how they cast this the gangster guy with the toothpick yeah because you see yeah, him all like the David, time playing David that something. guy i don't i saw know. his name in the credits and he's that. other Chaz palmentary and uh, you see him all the time playing a fucking gangster but oh. i always go he was funny in uhf <laughs>
2: he's had some great roles i love the, i love
0: the idea of the cameraman is a measure and they can't fire him because it'd be <laughs> it'd be wrong to fire him so all of their news shots are shot from like her vag well, why not? I mean, it looks different than. This is the view else. from Fran Drescher's glands. Think about it. Woo! Yeah, she's got a Hello. bendy. All right. Anyone? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you Philo knows what's up. <laughs> what kind of okay. camera
2: is that, anyway? Looks like he's filming on Super
0: Eight. That was a, that was actually a Buick with a lens on it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of look like it. Oh. Now, now, this is this would be sad, and if it was, you know, just the joke, but it's devastating when you see what's on it. Like the, the makeup job that they did to show how he hurt his arm is like. It's like an open fucking wound. It. <laughs> yeah, It's like that shot in uh, A League of Their Own where you see the girl do the slide into the first base in a dress, and then it cuts to her, <laughs> and it's just her leg is destroyed. Ugh, It's just such a wound. Mm.
2: I wonder how many locals oh, they cast in this movie. look at him. That looks painful. I wonder how many people they flew out. How many of these people were their friends?
0: Actually, Fran Drescher is from Oklahoma. Seriously? No. <laughs> You can tell by the way she talks. <laughs> okay. Thank you for making me look dumb. Way homer there, Thank I guess.
2: You. Well, I don't know. You know, I've never been to Oklahoma.
0: I've told those boys, never call chicks broads. Such a great line. What, what is your uh, guilty pleasure 80s movie, Chad Peter? Ooh. Slipstream?
1: Oh, come on. Well, Seriously? Slipstream
0: came out the same
2: year as this one, if you want to say it actually came out at all. Uh, Slipstream. For those of you who don't know, is the Mark Hamill uh, follow-up or Steven yeah. Lisberger? Steven Lisberger yeah. film follow-up to Tron, starring uh, Luke starring Hamill. Everyone,
1: yeah, Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton, Bill um,
0: and Murdoch. No, not Murdoch. Murdoch. Uh, Muldoon, Muldoon from Jurassic Park, and yeah. Robbie Coltrane, and it's about uh, post-apocalyptic future where they uh, travel by hang glider. And it makes no sense whatsoever. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Find it now. <laughs> it is yeah. pretty good. Find it immediately, watch, if not actually. sooner. Hold on, Emo Mark Hamill
2: looks like a badass.
1: Yeah, he does. But this is Emo Phillips right now, and he is perfecting his art right in front of us.
0: I <laughs> had uh, I'd never seen Emo before, and I really can't... I have trouble finding any sort of pop culture reference to him since. He's, fun, he's all over YouTube, but he is funny as shit. He he's been doing a, a lot of LA guy. shows lately, too. I never knew Emo could be a name. Is it short for something? <sighs> God. Guys, oh, God. I love the cameraman. Yeah, the camera's here. Luby, uh, Luby Washington? Something, Luby, Luby, Lou something. He was in the, uh, fat video. No, eat it. Yes. Eat it.
1: Butter fingers.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that happened in this movie. This is one of the things that they wanted to, uh, remove to make it a PG movie, and they said no. What? Yeah, it it went to theaters PG-13, and MPAA gave them a list of things. And this is one of the things where they're like, you can't have this in a PG movie. Yes, best commercial ever. All right, Chris, go ahead and say the uh, oft-repeated trivia fact for the Spatula City billboard. You don't know it? No, I don't know you don't it. know is it. it? I don't know it. Oh, I've seen... I've was it still up afterwards? I've heard this fact Pe- a million times. People a, yep. were pulling off to go there? Yep, that's exactly what oh, happened. Oh, man. They put the they, they had to buy a cheap <laughs> billboard for the movie, so they got the cheapest one they could find on, like, you know, Bob's Road, as Alan Ruck would say in Twister, and uh, they put it there, and then no one else wanted to buy that billboard for a couple of years, so it said Spatula City for, like, two years. Yeah, there this. you go. And people would be pulling off the side of the road, like, where is Spatula City, and also what? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> For just one Woo. penny, I liked their this spatula is, so much. Actually, this might be
2: the best, the most well-made thing about this movie. I oh think yeah, this commercial for sure. is so like eighties genius. You couldn't recreate this now if you wanted to, Fun and fact, have anywhere near the, the It same was uh, photographed by
0: Thomas Schlami. Tommy, Tommy Schlami from The West Wing. Yeah, I was making that up. No, it was a joke about how foggy the image was. Oh We're damn, doing it. that a lot. I'm sorry. You got me so excited there because it made sense. Because this is so long. You before. know his name is Thomas Schlami. Some, yeah. You know, Trey calls him Tommy Schlami, yeah. but I don't abbreviate. I call him Thomas Shlammas. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a comedian for four people.
2: Philo <laughs> doesn't seem to leave
0: the station at all. <laughs> Chad, you know why his name I've is Philo? I've always
2: had aspirations to be a drummer and a cameraman at the same time, I gotta say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's easy if you're not in Def Leppard.
2: And now we're getting gonna have the best spit shot in the history of movies coming up here.
0: Yeah, he walks over and the kid spits on him. But have the you ever noticed what the laughing. kid does? He's yeah, yeah. To, what, people always out. watch Weird Al as he you know looks at the spit and wipes it off. Watch the kid instead of Weird Al, and you this won't totally believe his. This I'm kid fucking destroys the take. But I'm surprised he didn't it. actually totally bust out. This kid is
2: actually the fact that he held it back that much.
0: Here we go. Watch him. He's already grinning. <laughs> Guys, I spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, as someone who graduated from clown school and has spent some time clowning, uh, though I'm not proud of you. it, I do have to compliment the uh, makeup job on this clown. This is a uh, typical white face clown, not to be confused with a hobo or an August clown. Those are the other variations available to you. And uh, he's also got a—he's got a little sinister to him because, generally speaking, clowns don't wear that much eyeliner. Discuss
1: uh, Frosty. Uh, there was actually a "Want to Be a Clown" VHS tape at the library in my town. And they had Frosty Little, the Ringling Brothers clown on there. And he used to talk about uh, faces like this, that this was always the last thing that they would do. Because he said, if you had that much around the mouth and around the eyes, you went up to a kid and you went, hi, (laughs) the kid
3: would just be like, "Ah!"
1: (laughs) and then run away. So this is that. That is definitely a stereotypical. But Ringling Brothers would be like, no, absolutely not. Get that. It looks a little of a circus. Now it looks a little. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: would go with that. I wonder if that was part. Like I, I always get the sense, and this is this is the, a statement made after years of watching behind-the-scenes specials with Weird Al and listening to his music and knowing him as much as I possibly can from what he releases into the world. Because if you just get if your sample size of a Weird Al is a song or two, you don't get this vibe at all. But if you look at it in moss, I guess. I always get the sense that he has a really dark sense of humor that he's not letting on. Oh, yeah. I would say absolutely.
1: There's definitely something, you know, like we were talking about before about the the satire of consumerism and whatnot. And oh, some yeah, of what he's he'd...
0: commenting on is kind of sad. What is UHF's relationship with the satire of consumerism, Chris Hannell?
1: Well, you're t- okay, we're talking—the the things that we're showing off are things that— I I don't want to use the term without quote fingers if I could use them simple middle America kind of what we mm-hmm. what what we spend our day for eating food watching TV consuming just kind of you know enjoying ourselves in our own little world and that's kind of what Weird Al focuses on a lot of this stuff and he's dealing with a lot of the tropes that people concern themselves on that level that the you know the car commercial spatula you know people being excited about a spatula that's what he's talking about we're excited about the wrong things why are we so excited about this when we could be more intellectually curious about the world,
2: I don't think you could have this movie today. No, uh,
1: it'd be you have Dawn of the Dead, but it's okay. That that's at the same level. It's it's at the same kind of level, except with a much different message to it. That's basically saying evil. This is kind of saying it's funny. It's not. It's not. It. You know. I don't know if you can say it's sad, but it's so Dawn of
0: the Dead is fuck consumerism, whereas UHF is lol consumerism. Yeah, okay. there you go. Interesting and don't forget to try our new salad bar (laughs) and I love the uh, the shot of the leg sticking out plots are us express mortuary service I wonder how many commercials they shot that they didn't
2: actually put in the movie I
0: I wonder how much um, the influence of a guy saying holy shit I can do this (laughs) was the uh, incentive to add a CG sequence in this movie that doesn't (laughs) have anything to do with anything before or after (laughs) like I think a guy just said by the way you know that money for nothing video I could do that and Riddell (laughs) and Jay probably went yeah! I love the story. Do you think the
2: studio said, no way, we're not doing this unless there's a Weird Al video in the middle of it?
0: That might have been it, actually. Maybe, maybe, this maybe that a, was actually a, video a requirement factor. because he was so did big this, at the time. Chris, Weird Al historian, did the, money for, f- fucking the name of his parody, the song is called Money for Nothing. No, it's, it's... I Want My MTV, right? Yeah. The parody is... Uh, Money, Money for, for nothing, nothing, Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Hillbillies. It's yeah. the worst thing ever.
1: It's and it was required by lawyers. Okay. It was it was a was legal that f- demand for
0: this movie. Or did it come out before? I I want to say that it was made for the movie. Anyway, okay, that makes sense. And the fun fact about this one from the behind the music is that uh, Mark Knopfler, Mark Knopfler demanded yeah. that he would play guitar on the parody, and he uh, had Weird Al had his. His guitarist, his touring guitarist, yeah. his Jim West, I think. Jim West, yeah. He was, yeah. A, he was a, like an outstanding session musician. Those guys can do anything at all. Yeah. So he had been like mimicking perfectly the original. Da, 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 mimicking. Had it exactly right. Had the right pedals. Had the exact right, you know, he he nailed it. And Mark Knopfler had been playing it on the road for a million years. So he comes in and plays it and it sounds almost nothing like the original <laughs> song.
1: <laughs> Figures.
0: Yeah. I th- I was. By the way, kids, rotoscoping, lol.
1: Yeah. The one thing I was actually going to say is that of all the you know different uh, factors that go into making Weird Al parody, the one thing that always seems to be the most lacking is actually the guitar. To me, I don't want to rip on Jim West. He's, I mean, the Weird Al's music t- touring band has been with him for thirty years without yeah. drama. I think but... Weird
0: Al writes for keyboards though. Yeah, and then bass accompanies keyboards perfectly because bass is just the octave that you're doing on your left hand on a keyboard. And guitar is something that you have to r- that... you have to write with a guitar to write a guitar part. I mean, you don't. And it's funny because that's what I always think of when I listen to the Muse song, Knights of Cydonia. Because <TROM ionic Fill> sound> it sounds—it doesn't sound like a guitar riff. It sounds like a piano riff. Fun fact about my psyche. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. The movie
2: kind of drags at this part. I've, I mean, it's great to have a video in here, obviously, but to put a music video in the middle of your movie, it takes balls.
0: Yeah, we haven't really... He did call it Purple Rain.
1: We haven't gotten into what... We don't know what the climax is going to be yet. We just know that...
0: This is ongoing. Well, we we what let's see. Let's, let's let's play a little Campbell here. What is the what is the inciting incident? He gets to the UHF UHF station. Mm-hmm. What is the problem? RJ is going to take it away, but that doesn't happen until at least halfway through yeah, the movie. Yeah, we so haven't even well started that yet. So it's not it's not a first act, second act. We have third our act. Thing. We do it's, have our building, building
1: up still, I mean. Yeah, we do have our villain. The conflict is there, but we don't know to what end yet. Then again, it's just annoying.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But he doesn't really spend a lot of time dealing with the station's going to get shut. Wait, no,
3: they're still Wait, struggling right. to
0: make money. Right, right, right. There's actually uh, there's there's two uh, because get station station's about to collapse, and yeah. then it gets awesome, and then they're going to take it away, and then he does the telethon thing, and then when he wins, it's the end of the movie. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It either breaks into two discrete acts or five, but not three. Like full metal jacket,
1: super straightforward.
0: Actually, I think Jay Levy is very much like Stanley Kubrick.
1: I think we're just about to find out right now the and Gandhi, uh, the uh, resolute, the beginning of the build up to the climax. I think I think they start talking about how the station's going to be bankrupt. Right I know an, an
0: awful lot about the build up to the climax, but there's not been a lot of <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Eddie Doty is not amused.
2: <laughs> it actually blows my mind. I had never even thought of that. But he
1: Fucking exactly Eddie like Doty. It.
0: And it's funny because there are certain shots of Adam Baldwin that also look a lot like really? Eddie Doty. So I don't know where... If it,
1: David Bowen and Adam Baldwin were to
3: yes, merge to somehow. Mate, they if they were to splinch.
0: Eddie yeah. <laughs>
2: this, Damn. This outfit. Yeah. I,
0: those are some Well,
2: Boy, I, I really hope next time I go on a date, the girl shows up in this dress because, man... I will propose to her for having balls. Seriously. Of that magnitude.
0: And a pearl necklace just because. Anyway, in the chat room, uh, Mad Bad Coyote points out, in terms of Weird Al's darker sense of humor, uh, the night sent went crazy. And he's oh, exactly yeah. right. The, the That is an expressly the, dark song.
1: The, well, not even that. The alternate track.
0: Yeah. Where the end, it gets really fucked up. Yeah. That's the one where, I mean, you guys... You which, sh- which track is that? Uh, that's... Uh, uh. But the workshop is gone now he decided to bomb it everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet <laughs> and he tied up the helpers and he held the elves hostage and he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage like it's mean yeah
1: it's expressive well of- it I remember kind of like the and they Christmas, might be giants and- and sense Christmas. Of humor it's, well, it's it very is. dark but there's also there's also I remember Larry
0: oh Chris do you have a story about I remember Larry
1: yeah I-
0: there's <laughs> a back- backwards back masking
1: Yeah, there's there's backmasking, and I remember Larry that basically says when you finally find it, it says, uh, "Boy, you must have an awful lot of free time on your hands."
0: If you listen to the track, it's off of Bad Hair Day. There's a bridge, and you're hearing sort of quietly in the background. (laughs) And if you play it backwards, it says, "Man, you must have a lot of time on your hands." And I guess Chris approached Weird Al and said. I said, uh, my name is Chris and I have an awful
1: lot of free time on my hands and he was in the middle of signing my autograph and uh, he, his hair is hanging down he was on the ba- this during the Bad hair day tour, which that album yeah. was on and, and we were just getting his autograph signed and he, he uh, turned it up and he said something to the effect that I was one of the one of the fewer people that had told him that he'd found it yet so
0: hmm. but it's no recognizing the British guy from Independence Day no it's no, not no. It's
1: definitely
2: not Thank you
0: thank you very
1: you've got much. that one to yourself I was still proud that I knew that guy was Neseto <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah The day after I saw Firefly For the first time We went out for breakfast And Nathan Fillion Sat down Literally next to us And then I was like Holy shit Has he, has he been Has he been around This whole time And I just never know Wait who Nathan Fillion I'm really glad My wife is not Listening to this stream <laughs> Yeah seriously That happened By the way If you go back And watch Blast from the Past Remember that With Brendan Fraser And Alicia Silverstone yeah, And Chris Nathan Walken Nathan Fillion so Nathan Fillion plays Her douchebag ex-boyfriend Who walks around In the movie And is, it's like What <laughs> Nathan fillion has been around, and I didn't know. It's weird to recognize an actor after a certain point, and then retroactively your brain doesn't even try to... You know he was the guy in this, and then you watch it and it blows your fucking mind.
2: I, you know, I kind of wish that Weird Al actually was a clown or had his own show like this.
0: He did, up. the Weird Al show.
2: That was exactly oh, this, like...
0: This. Oh, like Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse? Yeah. yeah. I, that's, that kid looks... He's been like the picture of sadness my entire life. Like, I don't get <laughs> sad when I see homeless people, but that kid in my head... Keeps me grounded. Did they just take the same collection of kids and just move them around? They just
2: yelled at these kids, yeah. They just moved them around and yelled at them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They had Arlie Ermey come in and tell them what's up.
2: (laughs) Scared Straight, the movie set edition. It takes a lot to get kids, like, disinterested in what's going on on a film set. Those kids are like, absolutely, they don't care. They don't
0: give a shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. God, he's fucking... I'm going to stick with that. I think that Michael Richards turns in the strongest performance of UHF. He is just so committed to Stanley Spadowski he's committed and I always want to know I want to ask an actor sometimes like when there's a very specific characterization like Johnny Depp in uh, Pirates or something like that uh, or and Enrico we... Colantoni in Galaxy Quest
1: and
0: the studio is saved <laughs> Thank you, Chris. or Enrico Colantoni in Galaxy Quest when you're deciding how to make Mathazar Mathazar or how to make Jack Sparrow Jack Sparrow right do you do you try some things and do it in the mirror and turn things down like was, was there like an over-the-top version of jack sparrow that johnny depp started taking away from the, the story of mathasar
1: was that he just started doing it himself just in takes like experimenting and well, then everyone but, but just the kind of ex- followed along But they
0: had like 45 extra thermians in that movie and that, they, they, they to all match. took their cues from him wow oh, the ship was a model and clapping vertically You'll it's, notice that's that kind
2: of Nicholas Cage school of acting though it's like you, when you commit to something you just go balls out and you never well, turn that's, your way that's, back. That's, that's the ideal. Nicholas
0: Cage is crazy. <laughs> that was a bad Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should tell everyone that's listening that it was a great no, visual. Hold on it's- a
1: second. What I want to know is what was the sequence of events where this bar <laughs> was flipping <laughs> channels and saw this guy. What what happens where everyone suddenly all gathers around? And goes, Hey, that janitor guy on TV is pretty funny. Keep it there. Hey everyone in the rest of the bar, come see this. I don't
0: think you know much about people that hang out in bars during the middle of a work day. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh I want weird Al- and he was gonna he just uh, he wrote and had an agreement with Cartoon Network very recently, like in the last year or two, to have a, a feature film that he wrote that he was going to do and it fell through and I really? wanna see more Al movies. And it's Even weird. though he said he wasn't gonna do anymore after uh, after you, well dude, if you made UHF cool. and you had to deal with UHF being what it was for ten years before the internet came out and you realized that everyone kind of liked it huh. like that imagine being the guy that made UHF and all you ha- all you have in terms of communication and correspondence with your fans is what the ones that already love you say and what variety says like you feel so you would feel so much like Kevin Smith you would feel so much like they love me and the real world hates me like this is it's I can imagine him being like you know what no. I don't want to be the weird, encouraging, psychophantic fans to tell me I'm great guy who makes shitty movies anymore. I just want uh, to direct Hanson videos. He did direct Hanson. And he directed Rock in the Suburbs. That depresses yeah.
2: me so much because it was so like, you know, we were all kids when this came out. Well, Fig, you were like a zygote, but.
0: This was 89? Yeah. I was three. I was I, I was, was eight. I mean. Chad's the old one. Wait.
2: No, I. I you... just remember my cousin, my cousin Karen, coming up to me and saying, "Hey, I want to see this movie UHF." Like and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then I didn't hear about it for five years. And it came out on VHS, watched it with my buddies, this... laughed our asses off.
0: There's a guy in the chat room named Hanson, who's <laughs> 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 like, he directed me videos.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, we watched it. My friends and I, we were like dying from the moment the uh, the train like runs over the guy after it comes out of the cave. Uh, My cousin couldn't even remember it.
0: I'd like to make an analogy here that's going to blow your minds. Hmm? All right. Uh, George Newman, as played by Weird Al, is Jay Leno, and Stanley Spodowski is Conan. But if this was real, he would have taken it back. Hey! That
1: was a really clumsy joke.
0: He wouldn't have said, you want to do this every day? He would have... Yeah. Remember, kids, you can, can you be turn anything off the you want to Mike? be. Oh, man. Whatever. Do I still get to be the janitor? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, it's sad.
3: <laughs>
0: As our band in the chat room points out, Al is like Madonna. He reinvents himself every few years. He's not wrong.
3: What's I think he he's only What's really he invented now, himself anyway. once. Is yeah, 98 really when he got out. LASIK and got yeah. his hair and shaved
0: everything off. What? Yeah. What's he doing now? Al? yeah he had his first uh number like number one on the billboard like last year or two years ago yeah with white and nerdy
1: With white and nerdy was a huge hit mm. and uh
0: he's he's got a new album coming out soon in fact the last i heard from his twitter is that and this is funny i've heard of, i've heard this a million times from him in various forms for the last as long as i've been following him but the way he does a record is he does um he has his original songs and he starts working on parodies chris can i interrupt you for a
1: second as we learned from
0: this shot the way to to signify that you
1: are successful is to start wearing a baseball cap at work. Anyways, really. continue and have a
0: football. Interesting, and always be closing. Uh, and he'll uh, do a few timeless parodies, and then in the last few months before the record's supposed to come out, he'll get the uh, some of the best, most ripe for parody pop songs of the day. So, like the very last thing he does is write the what will be the single for the album because it has to be like spot on the it money, has to be super really timely, recent, right? yeah. And you know that was the case, which is why
1: Eminem screwed him over.
0: Eminem fucked him over, yeah, completely. with couch potato,
1: yeah what do? You do? he do? Was, there was supposed to be a music video for it. That was supposed to be his big... The 8 Mile song? Yeah, the yeah, eight Lose mile. Yourself? Yeah. He did Couch Potato, and Eminem wouldn't let him do a music video of it.
0: Which he doesn't I don't understand have, how why? you can
1: be like, yes, you can do the song, but you can't do the music video. Like, he, like, Weird Al doesn't need permission, but he insists on it ever since the Coolio thing with Amish Paradise.
0: Which I think, and this is my conspiracy theory, I think Coolio is just... He was pissed when the song came out, but he had agreed to it prior to that. Yeah. I, I don't think... He had a I, safe face. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing is that... Um, and I, I tell you guys this, and these are the most obvious and most ingrained things in my psyche, but I assume that most people actually don't know them, surprisingly. Uh, but a funny... Fa- a fun fact about Rodale is he did a parody of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana mm. called uh, Smells Like Nirvana, which was a... <laughs> I think that's actually his best parody. Asterisk. I'll tell you why later. Uh, but... They uh, he, He'd called up Kurt Cobain and said, I want to do a parody of your song. And he's like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, totally. And then uh, later in there behind the music special for Nirvana, the guys that were left, Novoselic and those guys, and Dave Grohl, uh, they said, you know, we really didn't realize that we had made it until, until old Weird old. Al called and said they want to do a parody of my video. And
1: he didn't just call him. He called him at Saturday Night Live. Victoria Jackson is partially responsible That's for right. them getting permission uh, to do that Because Weird song. Al
0: knew Victoria from this. She was on SNL. Nirvana was on SNL. And he, she, he called up Victoria Jackson and said, is Cobain around? <laughs> is he sober? Hand him the phone. Anyway, the reason I think smells like uh, Nirvana is his best parody is that oftentimes and I'm not proud to say this and I'm still a lifelong down in uh, down in front fan. Weird al fan. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a down in front fan. I'm looking fan. at the down in front logo on the rug that herf from the forum made. It's now it's now the the thing that the mics shitting on. It's an amazing rug that he made. I'll put there's pictures in the forum. Go find them. But and and Matt Fadeeva put it in the iTunes feed just now. Yeah, thanks Matt. Everyone's I had to Matt. Hi hey, Matt. Matt. Hi. Anyway, I love you. I most of the most Zelda. of the uh, I say this as a lifelong weird Al fan. Most of his parodies and I say that as a fraction, most of his parodies, more than 51%, are basically Mad Libs. Are basically you change the lyrics on a song and it doesn't actually make like a meta reference to the song, whereas Smells Like Nirvana does. It's a parody of their song where he mumbles his way through it and he's basically singing lyrics about how you can't understand their lyrics. Like it works on three <laughs> levels. As, as opposed to Trapped in the Drive-Thru or something like that, where he just ports the music over and changes the lyrics. Those are funny, and they can be great, but I tend to like the, the really smart ones or the originals. In fact, at this point, I'm more of a Weird Al's Original Songs fan than anything else. Night Santa went crazy, One More Minute, Trigger Happy. Hardware store. Love them. Fun fact, I tried to memorize the entire thing from hardware store. We've got toilet seats, electric heaters, and, 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 and that's the real fast part.
1: Now, but the, whole, but the whole thing is you
0: can't do it in one breath. I did it once. And I spent the day. Tr- I, I spent the day trying, and I did it once and stopped. I've got. Oh, is, I've got two thirds of the way through. It, it. is about hundred and twenty percent of one breath. It
1: yeah. is. It is. Your your face is like, a different <laughs> color. <laughs> Golf collapse. <laughs> yeah. Let's Aww. let's Sorry. talk about Trinidad Silva for a second here, because this is very sad. He he died shortly after this. Yeah, and they really they were pretty depressed. No. They didn't want
2: to watch this like for a while. Did yeah. They? I mean, talk about Trinidad Silva.
1: He he died. Uh, he was hit by a drunk driver. Uh, and was killed, like, just just right after. And Weird Al As they were posting as they the were, movie. No,
0: no, no. They didn't even finish his his scenes. Oh, really? That's why the We Don't Need No Sneaking Badgers thing doesn't have a resolution. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Did it doesn't really need it, though. This was another thing that the NPA wanted them to lose. Okay. Really? And another scene <laughs> And another scene that they didn't get to film was the uh, poodles do get their revenge in the script. Seriously? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Honestly, honestly, on paper, I'm actually kind of happy that scene didn't make it in the movie. Or get shot. Yeah. But... I'm not what happy that need? Trinidad Silva got killed. So
2: that's sick and that's a little fucked up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, There's a bunch
1: of dead dogs
0: down there. <laughs> I think that paints a pretty bad picture of Mexicans. I do. Yeah. <laughs> what he looks all surprised and dumb and sad when he's Why like, "Why you got to bring race into this?" Yeah, it's a Weird Al movie, man. I got to bring it down somehow.
3: Sorry, I'm sorry. And the
0: fun fact of this one is that they did a few takes of this, and the way they did it was they basically had Weird Al off to the side of the set screaming this out, and they just posted his audio as opposed to having them record it later. Yeah. So Victoria Jackson is sitting she, here. She looks with like she's Weird ready sc- to lose her with with shit. Weird Al, like ten feet away, screaming at her, and she's trying not to laugh. Just what?
2: She just looks like she's ready <laughs> to see die it, right it. about here. She's
0: right about ready to crack up.
2: <laughs> it- she's like, I'm hide gonna hide face. my face.
0: Hide your kids. Possible. Hide your wife.
2: Oh, Who is the the sun character?
0: I've seen him on other stuff.
2: You have, I have not.
0: Well, he was he was black in the other things that I've seen. It might not have been the same actor. <laughs> oh,
1: he was Soul Man.
0: <laughs> blackface. I like how the first black role you think of is Soul Man.
1: No, you were saying he was blackface, so oh, Soul here's Man. Your, here's your gag.
0: Oh, I love this. Th-
1: I was confused for all because he's actually wearing the the uh, mustache in the other
0: scene. He committed to the mustache.
1: Yeah, he did. Well, that's
0: the joke is that RJ thinks he put on this stupid hat, and he's like, take off the hat. But he takes off the thing that he's had the whole time RJ's known him.
2: So my question is, when you're making a movie like this, and you're coming up with all these dumb gags, do you just literally stack them up endlessly and just perform every single one and hope several of them hit? Or do you just... I think that's why basketball and airplane work. It's just because you just relentlessly just throw Well, they've talked about I think it.
0: Was, I think it was one of the Zucker guys said, always have two jokes in every shot fun zone have the front show only and the back gonna go. there's only that one's gonna work too. yeah because only, only one's gonna work Dr. Uh, Demento's in the audience yeah he's the guy with the hat and that you see him No, he, gets, he isn't he's not wearing a hat oh there's no he's hat. no 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 um there's a are you sure he's in this audience because yeah already, he, I just he, saw him he's right
1: there in the middle up top oh okay <laughs> he's wearing the he's wearing the uncle nuts
0: clubhouse uh, shirt because he does get a uh, whipped cream jammed into his mouth
1: yeah later
0: in the movie this Th- is
1: this is the pinnacle of Weirdo's music right here fun zone
0: It is good, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I would love to see a a YouTube video of Weird Al just like once. Just once. I don't want him to keep doing this, but I want one where it's just a Weird Al without pretension sitting at a piano and playing like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Just once.
1: Well, in the age of Twitter, you can make that request. I don't think he'll do it. His Twitter
2: feed's actually really good.
1: Oh,
0: he's very funny.
2: Yeah. This kid reminds me of the kid from uh, Willy Wonka. I don't know. Yeah, Mike TV. Yeah. It, It just looks exactly like him.
0: The kid looks kind
1: of scared for a second. (laughs) Wait, are we really
2: going to do this? (laughs) (laughs) He had to still get hit in the face with some of that. There's Dr. Mitchell. There
0: he is. Oh, yeah, yellow shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Looking a bit like a fat Steven Spielberg.
2: Now that looks like L.A.
0: Now I had uh, never seen uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre or, oh, God, Mel Brooks, help me, Blazing Saddles. Uh, So I did not get this reference growing up at all. Badgers? (laughs) Badgers? Anyway.
2: Stinking Dodgers. I love the eye.
0: Trey, it's good acting. Trey's definition of a satire is that it works perfectly as what it's satirizing, and then it's funny too, like Young Frankenstein. And right. his example of one that fails is Spaceballs, which I don't agree with, but it's yeah, Trey's I, point. Yeah. How do you guys feel this? I mean, this is not actually a satire insofar as it's not a – Lampoon of a type of movie This is a a parody movie This is a movie that is a montage of parodies
3: Do you agree or disagree? It's it's
2: own thing though It's it's really That's what's That's what's Last Lasting about this movie Is that it's It's got it's own It's own Don't look at me for help here You're you're on (laughs) your own on on this Like I said before There's really no Other movie I could think of That's like it so much Yeah I think
1: the structure's strong enough That it holds up I don't, I don't well, look at it as it's pretty typical.
0: I mean, like I said, it's a sophomoric structure. It's mm-hmm. our little guy has these wacky problems, and he solves them. Well, yeah, the structure is nothing new. Yeah,
2: it doesn't sure. have it's to it's be. The way it, it's the way it's done, and it's – I mean, we got – Here's another thing that the MPAA wanted them to lose. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad they didn't. So the MPAA – they... So what you're telling us is that basically the MPAA wanted to take out every single best part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how terrible the gag
0: is, too. Yeah, <laughs> so well, that's awful. part of
1: the joke. I mean, it's, it's the fact it's not, it's not gory. It's so silly that no one could look at that and seriously think of that as disgusting. He <laughs> it looks just, like he's made
3: out of cardboard. Yeah,
1: it's, it's you know, it's. Oh, oh, free prize inside! Free toy inside!
2: <laughs> God. Do they still put toys in, f- in cereal mm-hmm. or to have, have mothers of America? I like, like how Chris leans out.
0: away from his alcoholic drink to say, oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and know, PB&Js sucks. are still better with the crust cutoff.
1: They've never been better with the crust cut off. Don't misrepresent me.
0: Uh, you know, my mom makes the best PB&Js, and her secret, it's the world's oh, dumbest, easy secret. We're about to hit the high point of the movie. No, we're not. Uh, three layers of bread. Bread, jelly, bread, peanut butter, bread. It's huge. It's amazing, and it sticks to you for the rest of the year. Yep.
1: We're about to hear about uh, Wait on Yankovic's uh, yearbook group, Volcano Worshipper Society.
2: Yeah, explain, and they're explain, about explain. to find out that they're they're at the top now. It's, oh yeah, the, the, the height of the movie. Yeah. Every, every, everything comes down.
1: Chris was referring to uh, Volcano Worshipper's Hour was a was a reference to a high school group that they made up just to get another photo in the yearbook.
0: Yeah, the Volcano Worshipper's Club, which is fucking funny. <laughs> it is hailing outside. Yeah, it was snowing earlier. It was snowing in Burbank. What the fuck? Yeah, and everyone was like standing around Spielberg and pointing at the sky and looking confused and talking to each other like no one does. <laughs> and it was it was funny because everyone was so like sort of innocent and moms were filming their little kids running around with the cell phone and they were screaming and <laughs> and all that stuff. And the, so the shop owners came out and looked up at the sky and I was depositing a check and um, everyone's sort of like gleefully giggling and I was I thought <laughs> it was fun too, but. I was sort of like, you guys know this is how fucking... How the weather disaster film starts, right?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone so, scream! It,
2: ah! I want to know, okay, so we see that they've got this huge schedule. We see them occasionally shooting stuff with Weird Al, but they don't ever show any, like, film crews going out and shooting all this which stuff. It, like, which, who's doing all this work?
1: Because it doesn't matter. Don't 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 drag down the movie with all of that. We get the joke. I just want to know. It's like, you know, um... What's the best way to do it? Anime music videos. Anime what? Music. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this about anime music videos. Anime music videos are always taking like a song and pairing it with an anime. You get the joke in ten seconds. You don't need to watch the whole thing, right? There's no reason to take the whole film and edit it together. I you don't think you've ever seen. It it. I don't years, think you've ever seen team. an. You've been anime trying music? to get that out for yes, years. Yes, I have been trying. to. I don't
0: think you've ever seen uh, a series of Pokemon clips synced up to Mindless Self Indulgence's song. Oh, bitches! God, bitches! That's the best one. Well, okay, that was a good one. But
1: anyways, <laughs> normal, like there was a, there was a, uh, a group that did AMV Hell. Where they just took a long sequence, 30 minutes long, of just 10-second jokes. Okay, we get the joke, move on. Like, they understood the comedy of doing it. It was the robot it. chicken of music video It was. It was the robot chicken. Okay, the joke is sold. Let's move on. So that's what's going on in UHF. It's like they don't linger on anything once
2: the joke is across. <laughs> I would have loved to have been on set for this. It's the same thing, actually, with basca- or basketball. You've got an older character that has probably been... in. Hundreds of movies, like Kevin McCarthy. You gotta oh, wonder, oh, like, do they, do they feel like? I don't know. Leslie Nielsen. Is this airplane. just another movie? I mean, yeah, but Leslie Nielsen so. wasn't Leslie Nielsen before
0: Airplane. You know how your fir- the first time you're on a big, you guys have all been on a big studio set before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how the first time is fucking amazing and the second time is boring as shit. Yeah. Imagine having seventy five after the second time.
2: <laughs> right. So what? If, what, baby, what, baby, what baby, so what baby. about
0: this movie? Did Ke- Kevin McCarthy like love so much
2: compared to the other seventy-five movies? Then,
0: if Brian was here, he would say paycheck. And if it was any other movie, I would go Brian. Yeah. But in this case,
1: I don't know. I I think you. Look I, think at you want, like, I think
0: you want to do something goofy, and it was a paycheck.
1: I I think that there is there is something to be said for something where it's very obvious that people are having a good time making the movie. Yeah. And I might not be able to verify they were having a good time, but there's, generally speaking, on operations like this, you have a much better chance of everyone enjoying themselves and having a good time.
2: Did they say on the commentary how many days it took to
0: shoot this? I can't remember. No, I don't think so.
1: They probably only spent like a month.
0: There's a weird sense of, there's a continuity thing going on here. Because in the last shot on his chest, there was like this sore. Like he just got like punched in the chest <sighs> by a concrete brick. And then it's gone now. Oh, It's back again. at the boob. I love Doctor Claw.
3: Next a time. Hard, great, like a what a great
0: trope.
2: Next time. Is he still alive? Doctor Claw? No, that actor.
1: <laughs> He's been on a lot of stuff. Dr. Claw was just an arm. Did you not watch the opening sequence of Inspector Gadget?
0: Boom bum bum Boom I'm gonna keep doing this until so someone says something. Stop. Copyright. What a douchey way to announce your presence. <laughs> Just start measuring things. I had a girlfriend that did that. What?
2: What movie are they watching?
0: <laughs> Treasure <laughs> of the Sierra Madre. Looks like some... It looks, looks like, like Prince Fif- in Space. Yeah, it looks like 50 sci-fi.
2: Oh, yeah. I love the multiple color colored dresses.
0: You guys never answer me. 80s guilty pleasure movies.
1: Oh, Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren.
0: Hmm. Lundgren?
1: I really don't know. That's that's Again, my guilty yeah, pleasure Tron, movie from the 80s. How Tron uh, doesn't no. count. Howard the Duck? Tron does no. Power, no, no.
0: Howard the Duck is no one's guilty pleasure it's movie. It's Brian's. What? Brian has it on DVD, and it was never released on DVD. Probably, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. The Fabulous Stains is great. Yeah. Dead Men Don't, don't Wear Plaid. That, I love that movie. Dead Men do wear plaid. My grandpa's wearing plaid right now.
1: Okay. Now we have a purpose of uh, the movie. No. Oh, what? Plot? Shit's yeah, going Plot. Down. All right,
0: explain the the plot of UHF to me, Christopher.
1: Okay, well, now they have to save the station. Now there is ac- there is motivation to their actions in a way that will be interesting to the audience. No, you
0: defined plot. I mean, what happens in the movie? What? You defined plot. I mean, what happens in the movie?
1: What happens in the movie? So they get this station that starts doing really well, and then something happens where they're going to lose it, and now they have to fight to save it.
0: That's so fucking eighties. Yeah, it is. It's so the aliens are our friends kind of thing. And
2: they totally would have lost the station if she didn't pick up the phone. Because now she's finding out, and now she's got him by the balls.
0: Weird Al makes a big deal of this in the commentary, and now I agree with it. No one's yelling at him right here. This is a—he's he, by himself, and he does a great little guilty like choke here.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seventy-five thousand dollars will buy you a TV station, huh? Wow. I'd I mean, have we to could, think. and could raise that. Here's,
2: here's the thing
1: that, that that always mystifies me is that you're the number one station in a Los 75 Angeles. 75 grand. Hey, 75. I could go to, you know, you go to an investor down. The, you could match that easy.
2: We could get that. Yeah. We could buy our own VHF station. I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: Seriously. Let's do it. Let's, I
2: would come love on, Chad. It, dude. I came back in town to do one thing to make <laughs> shitty TV. I would have such a blast, like literally. What would you making shit?
0: What would you produce? MST3K. Just nonstop, Basically.
2: Yeah. We just have a camera
1: running. I would do a
0: puppet show. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's what Down in Front should become. Dude, we should get a station. Everyone (laughs) move to LA and we'll have a PBS for us. (laughs) Too bad they won't actually let us broadcast the the movies we're commentating. Do either of you guys guys know what UHF stands for? Ultra High
2: Frequency.
1: Wow, nice. That's right, that's right. Do you know
0: what VTR stands for?
1: Video something something. tape recorder video tape recorder in
0: uh in the video kill the music star or radio star yeah everyone always says vcr because that's what it sounds like but it's it's vtr VTR, yeah and vtr is in the same thing basically in
1: in high school the 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 sorry excuse for the filmmaking class was called vtr class
0: (laughs) i had an awesome video production class with the world's biggest tremendous prick and one time he made me feel really bad about myself and i'm still carrying that to this day what did he do he was just an asshole like he was funny, and the way I always like the way he talked. Like I love the way people refer to things sometimes, where he's like, "This is like the first day of class, right? <laughs> the orientation." And people are sitting down in his Mr. Weber's uh, video production class at Clay Junior High School in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, he says, um, "All right, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a, a little bit of talking about all the technology involved, and then we're gonna shoot a little video. We're gonna shoot a little video, yeah. We're gonna shoot a little video. I just the way he says we're gonna shoot a little video, it really stuck with me. And we had to do our own little video projects, and I did one that taught people how to twist balloon animals naturally." And wanted to tell people how to juggle, and then later I did voiceover for the rest of the class because I was the only one that could actually talk on a microphone and not sound like I was reading. R.J.
1: Fletcher just offered him hookers.
0: Really? He's like, anything you want, special. Wink, wink, wink. Chris, in your world, does wink mean hooker?
1: In this, in this universe, <laughs> it did.
2: Wink or twink? No, twink
0: means Chris. Try to oh, keep right, up.
2: Right, right, gotcha, gotcha.
0: What? Oh, Hitler? Yeah, totally. Hitler. Yes. Oh. There's no oh. way he's going to come up with $75,000 in two days.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Really? That's why I'm giving him a shot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Where would you come up with $75,000, Right now,
0: I would go, let's see. For what? For a vanity project? Anything. Or for something that I need? If, if you had to come like, up with $75,000. If I had to come up with $75,000 for like a medical someone's reason. Someone going to cut your hand off with their... Okay, if I, I if I couldn't explain why I needed it that'd be the funny that'd be, that'd be the tricky way to get the move if, like if, yeah. if you said my mom is you know in her early 50s she shouldn't be dying but she has this thing I need 75 grand you could get that but if it's I need 75 grand and I can't tell you why. Um, how would I do that? I would probably I would make porn actually I would make esoteric porn for like the uh, giant fetish community. And uh, because they don't get enough porn and they'll pay 10 bucks a DVD and you only got to, you only got to sell what? 7,500 of those. And then there you go. 75 grand. Hmm. I would make esoteric porn for communities that don't, that don't get very good porn. Fantasy communities. Chris. Chris?
1: I'm sorry. I was, uh, I was entranced by the Geraldo parody.
0: I thought you were (laughs) entranced by my exceedingly genius idea right here on the spot. No, I'm
2: sorry. I was not. I'm sure it was great though.
0: Look at the way he opens this door.
2: (laughs) I love how shitty that door looks and yet he's cleaning it.
0: He's like two people in a horse costume. Look at him. He is. <laughs> he just looks awkward. No. Why uh, did I ask? Is he? <laughs> that's a great line. Is he Italian?
2: Is he Jewish? Is he?
0: He's probably <laughs> Jewish. No, I don't know.
2: Uh, I have no idea.
1: He
0: looks. He looks Brooklyn. He looks New Yorker. Uh, I would. Sure. I would say a mix of Slavic and Italian descent. Maybe. As,
1: as Steve Buscemi would say, "The country of Brooklyn."
0: This looks We're talking about Michael Richards, guys.
2: <laughs> I love how like. Honestly, he's like, oh, well, let me check. Let me check my wallet.
0: Chris, why does this movie stick with you?
2: I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I'm a big weird Explain weirdo- yourself, man. Well, I love Weird Al. Uh, I love Weird Al's stuff. I I think that there's something innocent about it that is really enjoyable.
2: Has anyone retained a haircut as long as Weird Al has? I mean, I know he, he shaved it a few times.
1: No, no, he, uh, bat- has, he has weird- long hair now. Yeah, his hair is totally different now. What is it?
0: This is kind of an afro, and now it's sort of it's long and it hangs down on his shoulders like Ralph's ears.
2: Yeah. Wow, that's a really good um,
0: Thank uh, analogy you. It for it. It's good, right? It just seems it just seems like it's
2: always been the same.
0: Well, it's curly and brown. You Got a problem with curly brown things? Because I'll put a bunch in your face right now. Mm. Why does this movie stick with you?
2: Um, that's a good. That's question. how I get out of bad jokes. No, that is a good question because it's like I'm it trying It is to, not spectacular. It is not something that like. You know, I get bored in certain parts of it, but there's just so many moments in the movie that are just so like fantastic that it's just like
0: name a few of these moments.
2: Um, most of them, to be honest, are probably the uh, the TV show commercials, um, and and <laughs> the kid looks fire so hose. Stanley Spadowski Spadowski, um, but like all the all the. All the Channel Eight. Yeah, it's Channel Eight, right? Um, all the Channel Eight stuff just it's kinda bores me a little bit. That it's pencil was already dude, broken
1: but... at the start, cheater. Seventy five hundred people at ten dollars apiece in Los Angeles. I gotta believe you could do that. If it's the number one do reason, they ever to say to that in you're talking Los to Angeles? a guy who's having yeah. significant trouble they getting do? people
0: to come to his live concert.
1: They have they they say that he's flying to Los Angeles. They say that some of the money is for him for the wife to buy on Rodeo Drive. Mm. Like they never say it outright, but it's definitely L.A. Definitely doesn't.
2: Definitely Victoria looks Jackson like is Oklahoma City. Or, yeah. It
1: doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's it, it has no bearing whatsoever on the plot. But. What
2: were we gonna
0: say about Victoria? Oh, it's the only place she can be employed. What? Mm. What now? What Ouch. now? And, you know, and that's no, you know, that's no discredit to her because this is the only place that, that I'm to employable too.
2: She used to be kind of cute. She did used to be
0: kind of cute. You know, who used to be cute too, Julia Sweeney. Mm. You know, Julia Sweeney yeah. went through every religion and decided to be an atheist well <laughs> don't we all yeah
2: so say we all
0: some play-doh and bubbles okay now um, do, you, well, do you at least see what I'm saying with regards to sophomoric in terms of the goons are out to get him and everything else like do you see what I'm saying there and like that's not the kind of thing that you write in seven or fight club like that that shit doesn't well in fight club it does but yeah. damn it I shot myself in the foot fuck I hate when I do that and that guy it's with the a mustache good, that's his good good first appearance kind
1: of these two guys have never been in the movie until now.
0: You're right. They haven't been. The guy in the passenger seat is terrifying. Who is that guy? I don't know, but he peered into the Ark of the Covenant for like a second or two, but didn't like stay there. He looks like
2: a guy who, who's about to re- about ready to have like a climation sequence of his face melting off. <laughs> exactly. He's like Large Marge.
0: <laughs> you guys are from the pizza place. This is a real act. What? Yeah. Who are these guys? <laughs> I don't know. But this, when, they, when this they put
1: their. And, h- the, and the Uncle Sam guys with the belly button stuff. Real act. Th- what the hell?
0: Retirement homes, Chris. Oh, Chad, that's the other way I'd make $75,000 entertaining old people. They'll take Inter- it. Oh, they would. With balloon art? They're also rich. And they're Dude, they like don't Chinatown. That that's what I do. I do the Chinatown thing. I go and find old people that just died and take their estate.
1: You're sick. Or you mean say anything? that too yeah
0: <laughs> i don't want to compare myself to john cusack i want to be jack nicholson actually in no this case, that's I want not to be, uh, no that was uh john uh, houston
1: yeah the father from Frasier. what yeah the father from frazier was uh the guy in say anything that ripped off the estates
0: oh uh, whatever think of these... something blue. blue
2: how do you guys feel about these scenes because these are these are the scenes that lose me a yeah I,
0: I, I from the outset i said this isn't a great movie <laughs> so,
2: so that's how you feel about
0: this. This, this is well. I, I like a lot of the gags. I like bum da bum bum. Like doing the pon- the bonanza thing, which to this day is not the bonanza theme to me. It's that Taco Bell commercial. Got to run, got to walk, got to find that thing. Let's see, I think you could. I think
1: you could pace it a bit faster, but I don't think it loses me. I think. Well, it I mean, the movie's only ninety
0: minutes long, and it could be seventy, and that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy, just managed to do it, and I'm hungry. Got to run, (laughs) got to walk. Taco Bell? I don't remember how it goes. (laughs) Not a real act. Chris, your world is still (laughs) intact. Oh, good. (laughs)
2: Thank God. Is that the AD or something?
0: No, I think that's actually a guy that does that shit, but I don't think he gets paid for it. Uh Yeah, this movie's starting to drag. Oh, here comes uh, the director. Jay Levy. Jay Levy. Uh, For a skinny Jewish guy, not a bad Gandhi, actually. Yeah, Yeah. that was always the most
1: shocking thing about this. <laughs> it's a brilliant little thing. I mean if, if this had come out today, this would have this would have a million hits on YouTube just by
2: itself. <laughs> Maybe that yeah that's actually a good way to put it. Like all of these videos could be great YouTube videos. Yeah, Conan the Librarian would have gone
1: viral. <laughs> Gandhi 2, don't move, slime ball, yeah. This would these would all be funnier die
2: exclusives. <laughs> And they'd be equally as terrible and yet wonderful.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your Indian voice, Jay Levy. The movie <laughs> needed you.
1: He does such a great job.
2: I mean,
0: Al had to have of Do you want to put, so put Jay Levy now. in your movie too?
2: Yes. Did Jay direct anything outside of uh, music videos after this? I think, I, don't think so. I think
1: he had a hand in the Weird Al show. Ah, uh, That
0: would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I guess so.
1: I mean Jay Lee Jay is is very as close as you could have to a creative partner for Word on Yankovic.
0: Zarban points out that was a Ferrari 308. I was going to say it was a Dino, but I I guess he's probably right. I'll,
1: I'll I'll believe him.
0: You take Zarban's word over mine, don't even know him. He could be a he could be Zarban could be anything. Zarban has a be, nice collection
1: be, of podcasts far larger than we could ever comprehend, so
0: he could be sentient vapor. He could be like mm. Zordon
1: in Power Rangers?
0: You're just band Zordon kid. okay? Yeah. Easy, easy tiger, Christ!
2: I st- I'm still fascinated by that. The bum, he's very bummish. Where they got him?
0: He's very bumbly. And
2: how come I haven't seen him?
0: He's bumming von Bummington. Okay, so we, now we know now, why. Victoria we don't, Jackson's oh. about to mama bear on Al Yankovic. We're starting starting to see why we don't do comedies on down in front. Next week, Mikhail's Navy with <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> Well, that movie's not funny, so it'll be a lot easier. I like Mikhail's Navy. <laughs> what? has got French Stewart in a tree.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that's your only criteria. has got Tim Curry.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, George. So Chad, you see this movie Drags? You think? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit.
2: It's well, just at that point where it's like this. Uh, there's not much to talk about with this movie. I mean, it, it's very straightforward. I think that it's you can talk about the fact that it is straightforward. It's production, despite the death of a, a cast member. Do they ever explain it's why Philo? Straightforward.
1: Do they ever explain why Philo put the camera in his office in the first
0: place? Because Philo is watching you masturbate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Philo is ceiling cat. <laughs> Philo cat is
0: watching you masturbate. You're playing Jacks yeah. wrong, you moron.
2: This is like literally. If I had to cut anything out of the movie, it would have been the last ten minutes and the next five to seven minutes. Yeah, and then it would be a seven seventy minute, sixty five minute movie, and, and it would flow really well. But except then for I, maybe the beginning. <laughs> I
0: forgot about that joke. It's just a shot of the door, and you can see the lights are off behind the door, and it's my shirt glows in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Richards is fucking funny. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Jews and blacks. He is. <laughs> you can be funny and racist. Look at Jeff Just look Dunham. it down in front. Jeff
1: I'm actually,
2: last time I watched this movie, I realized he's got the, he's got the blindfold on and he's got that little flap that he's he's yeah, like chewing right on. There. But I watched and I knew, knowing it was coming up, like they must have knew that was going to happen. Right. Because for every scene before it, it's like sticking up in front of him. Mm-hmm. It's like they literally planned it out. And the art department
0: was on it. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, one of the very first things I ever did in terms of visual effects is I rotoscoped the mop. You did? I did. What? For in what? In a second here, it goes vroom, vroom, vroom. And I, I, I rotoscoped that shot. Because on the commentary, I guess Weird Al had said, hell it? Uh, we couldn't afford a special effects for this. And I, in my you know, 15-year-old mind, said, oh, uh. I can do that for the next DVD. <laughs> and I, I emailed it to him. Never and I never heard back from Aww, Of course
1: you didn't. come on.
0: It was a good. I made it orange. You know Jay Levy's office is like 10 minutes from here, right? Why do you know so much about Jay Levy? Because <laughs> we were going to go drop
1: off the flowers at his place when Weird Al's parents died, remember?
0: Okay, why did you think that was a good idea?
1: We did at the time. We thought it was a good idea and then quickly realized it wasn't. It lasted for about 10 minutes.
0: Is that how long good ideas tend to last? Well, it wasn't a good idea. That's, uh, it's, right. that's how long bad ideas last. It's a qualification last. problem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It would have been
1: funny. Uh, if he... This is awesome. I remember that being like, "Oh my god,
0: <laughs> real staples." No no, 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 no. I was kidding, guys. God damn it. Ha!
2: <laughs> I thought it was real staples.
0: Tarban uh, points this out, and I guess we should at least discuss it because we made several jokes at Michael Richards' expense. Do you think he is a racist, or do you think he just panicked because he was flopping?
2: they the, there were everyone's a little bit racist. I f- thank you
1: avenue q there was there was someone that talked about it in the fact that um someone was talking about stand-up in that stand-up comedians through experience understand how to deal with hecklers michael richards was never a stand-up comedian he was a funny guy that was asked to do stand-up and maybe it was he was just starting to try and do it but he had never really had that much experience with it and certainly not much experience with trying to deal with a heckler and he might have remembered a chris rock routine that chris rock used to do yeah um, that I'm not even going to try and repeat here because it would be <laughs> making so many assumptions about what I can and cannot say, and in a public medium. But I think he panicked. I think it was something where I don't think he's, you know, inherently racist. I don't know. I I don't. I can't make a. I've never met the guy. But my guess would be that a lot of that was dealing with the stress of the situation that he'd never been in before. That, that. that's
2: giving a lot of benefit of the doubt. I will admit, but I tend but to do every that. T- you think that, and then you listen to the tape again. And it's just like, it's so yeah. over the top. It's like, how does he not have any sense in, in of his, whatsoever? Again,
0: in the defense of the benefit of the doubt, sometimes that happens. Where the joke doesn't work and you try to explain the joke. Well, sure, but... And then if that doesn't work, you amp up the intensity, so you try to make it sort of an abstraction kind of funny. He might have been. might have just had a series, like the perfect storm of, of comedy failure in a row. Or it could be racist. Or it could be a
2: combination of the two. I think it was a combination of both of them, to be honest. I mean, I don't... It's a great I do think soul. everyone's a little bit racist. But uh, that was um, that was over the top. It was yeah. pretty intense.
1: I think I think that his career took the appropriate uh, tumble, uh, appropriate dive. Is that the guy in the car? That is the guy in the. Well, car. yeah. I
0: mean, the point is he's <laughs> fantasizing. Five how did I know it?
1: I never, I never put it together until right you, now. I don't know how.
0: By the way, apparently that was a leg- like a legitimate <laughs> historical World War II costume that they destroyed or outfit, not costume.
2: Did they actually destroy it? Yeah. Seriously, yep. Jesus.
1: Well, there's many of them. It's okay.
2: Now, this sequence I do love. This is a it's great one of my guy. favorite. Sequences. I mean, this is this
1: is the continuation of the Walter Mittyism yeah. of George fantasizing about how grandiose his life could be.
0: What do you keep referring and, to, George Mitty?
1: Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's a Danny Kaye movie about a guy who basically is uh, whipped God. by his wife God. and his uh, mom, and just doesn't do anything fantastic. And he has daydreams all the time about how fantastic his life could be. And then ends up getting drawn into a kind of a what's the Bill Murray movie where he's a secret agent, uh, or he thinks he, he thinks he's in a game, but it's actual secret agent. You know what I'm talking about? Man that never lived. No, um, but it's basically that he gets Ghostbusters. Strong, Ghostbusters. No. He gets drawn into a situation it's where Ghostbusters. Boston translation, like a secret agent kind of thing. It's and psycho. No one believes it's it's real.
0: psycho. <laughs> it's Ah! Uh, ah. Uh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder if they shot this up by
0: Vasquez.
1: I'm sure they did.
0: The man who knew too little. The man who knew too little. Two people in the chat room say that. I said okay. the man who never lived because I don't I never saw that movie, but I remember the DVD of it. He does a good sly. That's actually a really good sly face. <laughs> well, now it's not. Yeah, now it's over the top. Apparently people kept like offering him a jacket because it was cold that day. He's like, "You guys, this isn't my chest." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is I love that the it's bullet hilarious. in his mouth yeah, is, is in a casing and everything. Like, it's just a bullet that they got out of a box. It's not a shot.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's a self-aware joke. I don't think it was a mistake. Special effects by Mike Jitlov. Good reference. Thank you. Jitlov, I think it's pronounced. Jitlov? Yeah. Who did uh, The, Wiz- the, the Wizard, Wizard of Speed, of Speed and in Time, and yeah. he was the bad guy in Ghost. He wasn't the
1: bad guy in no, Ghost. He, he did wasn't. the
0: visual effects
1: for Ghost. No, he's the guy
0: that got thrown out the window too. I think. Really? Because he was the only one that knew how to interact with the ghost. Like he could, he knew what he was going to do guy, with it. Wait, who? I'm almost. I'm not positive, but I'm almost certain. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: not... If if I was calling you and who wants to be a millionaire, and I was your phone, of, and you were my phone a friend, what percentage would you give?
0: Seventy eight. <laughs> by the way, which, which bad guy in Ghost are we talking about? The guy right? that gets uh, like shanked by the glass in the window, and he gets he falls to the street. Oh. I think that's Mike Chutlove.
1: No, there's that's uh, he's points, a director now. Someone points out in the chat room that the helicopter changes
2: color. <clears throat> and of course the electric tape eight on <laughs> I love the explosion effect that's about to happen here. <laughs> 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 Very team America.
1: I am Sancho. <laughs> I am Sancho.
2: Yeah, fuck France.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. No,
1: no, continue with it. Say
0: fuck Rome. Come on. Fuck Hollywood.
3: Yeah.
0: Fuck sheds. <laughs> anyway, in the chat room, Pavlich points out that I am, of course, wrong. The bad guy in Ghost is Sam uh, something? Tony Goldroy.
2: No, not Sam. That's his action. Yeah, that's right. Tony Goldwyn. He directed some uh, Dead Like
0: Me episodes. Chris, I have, some, I have some great news for you. What's that? You have to start uh, saying nice things about world of warcraft on the podcast i have to say nice things about
1: world of warcraft world of warcraft is awesome good Thank you. there we you go because cory's here <laughs> oh cory's here
0: yeah chris's wife is in the chat
1: oh well that's good hi, hi cory
0: <laughs> <laughs> apparently this was an improvised thing with the red rum and the guy's confused. Which,
1: is... which makes sense because
0: i would be confused too you didn't get the reference I I got the reference, but I'm like, why? Although he does sort of, ext- it's funny how you can you can sort of co-opt the way a reference works because in the movie he doesn't do the little finger thing, does he? He doesn't go red rum, red. I it's, he, he did. He, he's making a reference to it says red rum on the mirror. Yeah. But then he Weird Al does red rum, and then that's the way I make reference to it now. I go red rum with the finger and everything, which I don't think even happens. In I the thought thing. the kid, the kid, did, the kid does
2: it. The kid's yeah, that's the yeah. Kid does but it. does
0: he say red rum? Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. So I'm a mor. I'm a moron. We're, t- we're talking about how I'm a moron now. Basically, moron. Moron. okay. This was the act where I was like, "What the hell?" It took me about five viewings to get those. Those were, those were <laughs> torsos and not some weird fucking stack of skin. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: this is the best piece of music ever. Woo! By the way, Oklahoma City comes dun, dun, out for the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Return
2: of the Heroes. This had to be at least two two nights of long filming
0: in these. Extras all seem like they're really into it. At this point in Star Wars, the Death Star just blew up. Yeah, basically. Carrie, whoa! This would be a great thing to cut into Return of the Jedi. Da da, da da And then Stanley a mop like yub Nub, Nub Nub, it's your friend
1: Noah yub
0: And then they say, "Celebrate the love," as Ewoks celebrate the light, celebrate the
1: fight, celebrate the love. Jeez. That's the translation. Dude. Yeah, I know the translation for the Ewok celebration song. Let's not make a big thing out of it.
0: (laughs) Remember how five minutes ago we said Chris was married? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Corey. (laughs) Now Corey walks out. Oh. Oh, come on. She celebrates the fact that you can translate Ewok?
1: I never said that. Uh Huh? I just said she wouldn't walk out. She's accepted.
2: Corey's the best wife ever. Yes, she is. (laughs) God, Chris knows Ewok. That's
3: amazing.
2: (laughs) He seems to be doing pretty well at stand up right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's not one black person in that audience. That should be the thing that he
0: should fucking. Oh, you could also make a YouTube <laughs> video out of this. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Just take this scene <laughs> and add his audio. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh, my God.
3: Oh, that would be perfect.
0: We've started a bad. Dude, that's the second meme we've invented on this show. <laughs> Third meme, actually. We thought it'd be funny to take all the scenes in A New Hope where Alec Guinness is just kind of creeping across the hallway. Like there's a bunch of interstitial shots that just show you that Obi Wan is still around, and it's just him going, boom, 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 and he runs across the hallway. Just take all of those, put them in a row, and add Benny Hill. <laughs> uh oh,
1: Philo's going to work. So brilliant.
2: Did you know that I like that, that no one outside notices the, that tower, the, towers, glows, the, the tower glows the tower bright blue glows
0: blue when
1: orcs orcs air, yeah thank you
0: I got your joke before you got there
1: Yeah you did I know you Chris No
0: well
2: Do you think they'd ever actually make a sequel to this movie UHF And what would it be VHF cable
0: <laughs> NBC I want to have one of those moments What would their shows be reality No yeah No what fate what the moment the
1: moment of celebrating your victory like you're you're you've set up for something you've worked very hard and you watch it unfurl and there's nothing to do but just sit back and eat the popcorn out of a beaker out of yeah out of a beaker i think that's very important the beaker is is essential to the situation
3: Ooh. chris
0: leans back chad checks his phone i, drink. I need
2: <laughs> i need my meds
0: well that's always good to have
1: especially when we're on the air yeah <laughs> Don't want you going all Mel Gibson on us. The
0: movie's almost over, right? Yeah.
1: They're, oh, yeah. they're so at $73,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. They're at 73000 out of 75000 percentage of this movie.
0: Stop yelling. Collect the 20s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mouseketeers.
1: Disney lawyers descend I mean, come nowhere. on,
2: guys. We've all seen this before. They don't make the money. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> the studio gets taken over. Al loses his job. The movie's a big hit.
1: Yeah, it is. I—that's the whole thing—is that they set up a premise that doesn't really actually—it—it—it's it, not important enough for it to be exact. But really, if you're the number one rated show in town, you should be able to
2: get seventy-five grand. That's all I'm saying. If you were going to recast this movie, who would you cast?
0: Go Teague. As George Newman. Everyone. Sam Rockwell as Victoria Jackson. <laughs> Sarah Chalk <laughs> uh, as Stanley Spadowski. Russell Brand. As Billy Barty, <laughs>
3: Warwick, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis.
0: <laughs> and um, <laughs> let's see, as RJ Fletcher, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Wow. Wow. That'd be an awesome BHF. Um, I got
1: to go. Uh, I guess the, the logical choice is Will Farrell for Weird Al with his help me, Tom Cruise, help me with your magic kind of uh, performance. Um, for, oh man, I don't know. Who's was the guy that was in The uh, the Station Agent, the little the midget that was in... He was in Frequency as well. The little person. Oh, Jim, little Caviezel. Person.
3: Jim-, <laughs> <What>? Jim Caviezel. Jim <laughs> Caviezel.
2: Uh, no, I don't remember his name. Oh, and
0: Zarban asks who would direct. Who would direct him? Michael, Zuc- Michael Mann. David the Zuc- Fincher. <laughs> the Zucker Brothers. David Fincher. The Zucker Brothers is probably the right answer. Someone
1: was pointing out that uh, Hall Pass, the movie that's coming out, they don't even actually market it as being a Zucker Brothers movie.
0: <laughs> Chloe just walked by and said Cohen Brothers. The Cohen Brothers. <laughs> and then rj Fletcher ends up in a wood chipper in that case can uh can tim blake nelson have a role <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'd be great george newman played by peter Stormare.
2: <laughs> i want to see arnold schwarzenegger take the lead role in this movie
1: no 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 stanley Stodowski stanley spadowski
0: played by uh by peter stormer <laughs> <laughs> peter Stormare is russian isn't he yeah so no <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> not that at all although uh what's chris the... rock playing michael H- michael H- michael jean reno who would the evil guy be Hmm. two guys three guys in the chat room say fairly brothers and then zarban says wachowski brothers
2: wachowski siblings you mean
0: siblings yes siblings
2: it'd be uh the guy andy and Laurencia.
0: huh
2: the guy from uh the last the last tarantino movie the the nazi could play the uh, bad guy in this eli roth no 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 the nazi
0: oh oh uh fucking christoph waltz yeah
2: the bum, I have no idea. I couldn't I couldn't recast
0: the bum. Oh, the bum? I'm sure that guy's still alive. Eddie Doty for the bum. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Eddie Doty should <laughs> yes, fucking
3: totally play him.
0: <laughs>
2: Let's do it. Let's do a UHF fan film. How did Mr. Big Louie know to go there? I you know, we don't ask these questions. Yeah. They ask us.
0: You know what? I'll bet you. I'll bet you anything right now. I'll bet you all the money in my pockets against all the money in yours that if we made a fan film with Weird Al as he is now and Eddie as David Bowie in the eighties, people will be like, "Holy fuck!" Digital Domain did this. How do they make him look so young? And all Yay! of Oklahoma City celebrates. Yay! Yay! Talk oh, submarine says the studio would get Michael well, Michelle Gondry. Yeah, that's probably true. Dude, we saw that movie. It was be kindrewine. Are they
1: fire Are they far away enough from those fireworks? No, this is a fire hazard. Yeah, that's
0: that's a definitely a oh, fire hazard. I like how in one shot you can see that the thing is not spinning exactly right, so it's just sort of sitting there like
2: some happy extras.
0: Yeah, Michael Richards running around. I was like, ah! Mike. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart is Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: I don't even want to think Weird about Al and
0: Jay, I guess I talked about at one point, they they hate movies where the villain doesn't get all of his comeuppance, so they gave him all of his. Like, every single thing that RJ did wrong comes back to him in this scene. <laughs>
2: Everything, yeah. Everyone's he doesn't get the Rolex.
0: He doesn't get the second station. He loses his first station, and he, he gets kicked in the balls by an old lady. He doesn't get the Rolex. Right, exactly. The like everything that he did wrong bummed us. <laughs> 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 oh, and then he has to do it on air. Yeah, for, like everything comes up against him right I here. It's And then John,
2: during this scene. He's like, "What?"
1: And then John McClane's wife comes out of nowhere and punches him in the face. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: The Christ. and then someone has to sit him down in front of Spider-Man Two and make him watch that.
1: Ooh, Ooh. J.K. Simmons is him. There you go, J.K. Simmons. Oh.
0: There it is. That's right. There. Yeah. I saw him uh, a few a few months ago in, in Studio City, and I didn't scream. You didn't? No, I just walked right past him, and I was just like, "Yep, that's J.K. Simmons." There he goes. I des- I described this. I think it was on the Spider-Man Two commentary. Where it was like, my excitement was like a Doppler effect in my head. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> as I walked by. I love. Oh fuck! I forgot about this. Philo walks away and goes back to Jupiter. (laughs) Yeah. What a weird thing. (laughs) What a weird thing. Zarkon. Everyone. uh, Oh, Zarkon. Uh, Everyone in the chat room agrees with you, Chris. Zarban, in fact, says J.K. Simmons and uh, John Pavlic says you win. Yep.
2: Any other good ones Mm -hmm. on there?
0: Um. Let's see. Patrick Stewart as Kevin McCarthy wasn't bad though. No, that's not bad.
2: That's pretty funny. There he goes. Blah, 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 blah. The most
1: expensive shot in the film. Really? <laughs> it, I, I'm guessing. Who would play Al's shirt? <laughs> a week, big gay Al. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> Old lady, for your consideration, best supporting actress.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who would play Al's shirt? Dork man. Dork. <laughs> Thank you, Mad Bad Coyote. <laughs> God. And they give him a trophy with a mop. No, Instead of, you know, paying him a fair wage. No, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> who would be Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson as Michael Richards?
0: Ah, uh, come, come on. That's too easy. I'm sticking with Russell Brand. I, I
2: can't stand Russell Brand. Come on, we I'm gotta
1: get enough Brand. of the co-stars jammed into this shot as possible.
0: <laughs> Put Billy Barty on your shoulders, that'll do it. <laughs> you know who would play... Uh, uh, Cooney? Getty Watanabe's character? Getty Watanabe. What?
1: Getty Watanabe.
0: No. Harrison Ford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was ready to say uh,
2: Harold from Harold and Kumar. Stupid!
3: You have- so stupid!
2: <laughs> What's the name? Dr. Doctor, Doctor Wood. What? From what? Uh, Hangover. Ed Helms? No, the the Asian gangster.
0: Oh, Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong. Now you're we typecasting. You're somewhere. typecasting, motherfucker. Yeah. Although Ken Jeong would destroy Cooney. I think it's time for a I was going to put him in as uh, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, All non-Asians look alike to Chad. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww.
2: Poor Kevin.
0: Now, uh, have you guys seen Gone with the Wind?
2: Uh, it's, been an it's been a long time. It's been at least since the 40s. That is,
0: uh, that is no and no, respectively. <laughs> but this last thing is a Gone with the Wind reference. Didn't know that. Oh, really? Tomorrow really? Tamara is another daddy. Well, yeah, this. Dude. Man, I'm know, pregnant. I, I'm actually all right with her with dark hair.
2: I was going to say, she looks better. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy.
0: <laughs> she actually looks kind of like Zoe Deschanel with dark hair. Isn't that weird? Anyway, so uh, that's bit. the and, end of UHF, right? And Weird Al
1: kissed a woman for the first time in his <laughs> I life. I hope so.
0: I'll bet you Weird Man. Al gets fucking hella laid. Well, he's, he's married and is a kid now. He's married, yeah, but I'll bet you he did get laid. He did date,
1: He dated Judy Tanuna at one point, didn't he?
0: Judy Tanuna is hot. What that? Judy
1: Tanuna. She's a stand-up comedian that pretends to channel people during her act and has an accordion. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome.
0: UHF is not great. In fact, UHF is probably... It's probably every bit a guilty pleasure movie for me, but it's a guilty pleasure movie that exists in a weird paradigm where a lot of people love it. You'll at least admit it's underrated, right? It is underrated. It is underseen. I think it should be requisite viewing. Um, and I think it's it qualifies for requisite viewing status just by way of number of quotes you need to know from this movie. That's true. I love Weird Al. I will continue to buy his albums consistently, and I will continue to watch this movie every couple of years and, and laugh and, and you know recite it as, as I go. And it's one of the few movies that I know every single line to. I, I, Satan, I, I know, Patrick O'Brien. How'd you I, like that to be on your uh, your Screen Hector's Guild card? <laughs> you ever notice that Satan is a anagram of Santa? Blew your mind, didn't I? Chris Handel, UHF.
1: Uh, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's underrated. I think that it's a solid film. It's simple, and I don't really care about its foibles. It makes up for it for me.
0: Really?
2: Chad? Uh, you know, since I've seen this two we- two times in two weeks now, it's, uh, it's a strange movie. It definitely doesn't hold up in some aspects and holds up really well in Is others. Is there anything that's
0: particularly disappointing for you, either both of you? Disappointing? Like watching it again mm-hmm. now as an adult. I, it's been like, so
2: long. Commentary, really nothing...
0: like everything, dissecting it. I think I think I
1: got to know this movie before I really understood enough about filmmaking to understand what was wrong with it. Um, and as a little kid, I don't think pacing is something that... But really if you had to go and sit you. down
0: and talk to David Lynch about UHF, what would you say? Would you say, it's great, it's amazing, it's perfect? I or think, would you say, okay?
1: I think I would talk about the consumerism aspects of it, and, and more about Werdel Yankovic's kind of whole artistic style, and then the, the idea of how simple it is. That's where I go with it. Disappointing?
2: Really nothing... Like, disappointing means that you have to build up some anticipation to like, be disappointed. Well, you've loved it
0: your whole life, and now we're, you watched it two times in the last week as a 30-year-old.
2: Yeah, but... I mean, does, does
0: anything make you go? No. I guess you said it was it because boring. it is it, what it, it is. It's lag. still
2: it's it's like a little segment of time that you get to go back and watch occasionally and go, oh, that was nice. But it it holds up unlike other things from your past, like and Tron. Let me let me float like this one Tron. past you.
0: Zarban in the chat, uh, his opinion is that it, there's not an, enough direct conflict between Weird Al and Kevin McCarthy.
2: Yeah, no, uh, but that's there's a lot of films that, that, that go through that exact most, same issue, like least interesting stuff in the movie to me not enough because humor. they didn't go after it enough to really make it worthy
0: do you think there's a better version of UHF in the edit
2: mm. I'd be kind of curious to see what I they got, cut
1: out. I gotta say back to Zarban though there is more direct conflict between the hero and villain in this movie than there is in heat with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro argue
0: with me that fair enough thank you do you think there's a better, <laughs> a better version of the edit uh take off 15 minutes how long is this movie right now? Uh, I don't know. Ninety minutes, maybe. Someone in the chat room probably knows.
2: Yeah, I I feel like it. It could you could literally oh the lose, Kyoto Brothers okay. you could easily lose seven minutes and not lose a thing.
0: Yes, you could. You could lose ten or fifteen actually, and
2: the, you you would literally would there would be nothing different.
0: Anyway. It's it's really interesting though. The, the oh parts. my
2: god! What introvision and Bill
0: Mesa? I worked for Bill Mesa.
3: That's awesome.
1: Ah. Well, now now you have something to talk about the next time you are there.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) Did you see the Kyoto Brothers worked on this? I didn't work for the Kyoto Brothers. Trey did. I know he did. I know the Kyoto Brothers. I've worked with guys that work at Kyoto Brothers. I'm
2: glad we have something to talk about now. Yeah. (laughs) Last minute of the
0: movie. Bill Mesa worked on UHF and I didn't know. I thought he was a curmudgeon. Okay. Uh, What? Sting helped write Money for Nothing? (laughs) This movie is uh, 1 hour 37 and uh, 08. Anyway. Okay. Bill Mesa worked on UHF and so did we. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash downinfront. Facebook down in front Show go to the forum downinfront.net slash forum. And every week on the forum where you involve yourself in the conversation, we announce live chats at downinfront.net slash live so you can participate in the commentary such as Mad Bat Coyote and Zarban and John Pavlitz and those guys. Matt to the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. Holden Hill designed the website and maintains it and does all these amazing things that you'll never ever know. But he also put out the app on the Android Marketplace. If you can go there you can- <laughs> Down in Front App. What up? Uh, what? buy this DVD from us, we get a buck, buy a shirt, whatever the hell. And uh, also Herf, I have to throw I have to throw one out for Herf. Made an outstanding piece of fan art. It is a Down in Front logo rug. He it made is by pretty hand. Sweet. And it's a badass fucking rug. Anyway, until next time. My name is Teague Christie. I am Chris Hanel, Chad Peter. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. We got it all on UHF. We got it all. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Rip off the speaker. Yeah. And sit around for a while. We got it all on UHF.
2: I'm pretty sure there's like five minutes left in the credits at least. (laughs) There's like
0: 25 (laughs) minutes left in the song.
1: FriendsinYourHead.com.